1: Everybody to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 86, and this week I'm very pleased to be joined by a brand new guest, um, a new Voices of Wrestling reviewer, lately been handling DDT reviews on the website, uh, Thomas Fishbeck. Hello, Thomas.
0: Hey, everyone. Yeah, I've been, uh, since the start of the new year, doing a lot of the DDT shows. I did uh, The Corkins and uh, most recently Judgment, which was, you know, a pretty good show. I know you covered it last week, but
1: yeah, I think I like the main event better than you did. But that, you know, yeah. like a quarter star better. But uh, I've seen—I saw you on Twitter for a long time before you started writing on Voice of Wrestling. You were, of course, at Wrestling Ratings on Twitter, which is yeah. a fun handle.
0: <laughs> it's kind of uh, cringe. I, I keep thinking about changing it, but
1: <laughs> it's just—it's too—it's too good. You should just go on and do it. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to have you on here, and you know, you you watch like a lot of the same stuff that I watch, so it's kind of perfect since yeah, we're basically covering almost everything that I watch regularly. <laughs> like basically every promotion that um that I watch regularly decided to have a show this past week or weekend, so that was real and in- fun trying to keep up with all of it but and like big shows too like not even like like oh this is some all japan thing i can skip No, it's all japan's big yokohama show uh tokyo joshi pro's big shinjuku face show i mean i guess if i skipped anything i could have skipped new japan but i wish i had in hindsight a lot of last too. but yeah i mean like it was just really really a lot but what are you gonna it's kind of how it goes sometimes I know there was a Noah show. I didn't even watch, but that wasn't that
0: big of a Noah show. I don't think it. Know. I don't think it made tape yet. But
1: oh, it did make tape yet. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, right. um, I did see that
1: before we get into all those shows. I mean, we have a million, so we can't spend a long time on this. <laughs> but once I have, whenever I have a new guest, I like to try to ask them like, what's their background in wrestling and how they got into all this wacky stuff. So, um, I guess go ahead. What's your background in wrestling? How'd you get into wrestling? And I like, am. Pure or more specifically.
0: Uh, I got into wrestling actually through like wrestling video games. So uh, I'm a big, I'm a pretty big sports fan. And so I had been watching us like a sports YouTube channel for video games. And they happen to also play a, a wrestling game. Uh, and so that's how I got into wrestling. And then I think the Okada Tanahashi match from like Wrestle Kingdom 9. It was the first of the two that they did back to back. Uh, that got me into New Japan and then, you know, kind of the natural progression through there to the rest of, like, Japanese wrestling. And, uh, yeah, now that's, like, the main thing that I watch. I still watch, you know, I watch a lot of stuff, but that's the stuff that I enjoy the most, at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, are you like me or are you almost on hashtag Puro only? I Because the, the only thing I really even make, you know, like, I watch occasional WWE pay-per-view and that's really about it, other than Japanese wrestling.
0: Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I had like of this year I was like, "Okay, I'm going to try and watch a lot of stuff and then, you know, I was like the Royal Rumble and then 2 evolve shows. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know about this." So.
1: <laughs> I just I don't know. I mean, people um you know, the the American indies, I just I can't do it. It's just not never <laughs> interesting. I mean, I, try, I try. I really do try like at least a few times a year and it's just never good.
0: Yeah. So I still like I. I try to seek out things that people recommend, but you know. Yeah. But anyway, you ready to get into the uh, the first show here of like fifteen that we have? <laughs> sure.
1: Now we we actually unlike Kenny Omega, we were respectful. We waited until the Roman thing was over, even though this is the live streaming. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> that was just like the funniest fucking shit. It's <laughs> like I'm sure people. I, I I don't know if he did it like. Did he do it on purpose? Or did he just have. Is he that fucking oblivious yes. uh, to, to WWE that he just had no fucking idea Roman Reigns was coming out at that moment to announce his fucking fight with cancer?
0: He's like, <laughs> I stream
1: everybody towards TV. Uh, yeah.
0: I. I, I just I really hope he's just oblivious. I really hope.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it probably is that, but it's just, it's really funny either way. And like and then he he probably like what is everybody quote tweeting me about Roman Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just very. Uh, he's he's a full time gamer. But he's not he's not wrestling anywhere until the end of May. That's why when when people were like yelling about uh about Kenny and Mihaara the other day, I'm like Kenny Omega is a gamer. Right now, that is all he is. He has not had a single match since January fourth, and he will not have one presumably until fucking Memorial Day weekend. So, why are we talking about a a famous gamer? Like he's not a he's not a wrestler for three more months.
0: But Uh, are you gonna watch that AEW show?
1: I guess I'm. I'm gonna. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> them. if they try to get get like i don't know 65 dollars for some bullshit i'll probably fucking steal it but <laughs> oh, sure. i don't know it's uh i watch yeah. it for the owe guys how about mm-hmm. that for... <laughs> pocket pocket Adam page could be good i just i don't know do you do you care about Keddy and jericho again i can't say I, that i do
0: i was just thinking about that like when you were talking about he's going to have a match in May, I was like, I was trying to rack my head. He was basically like, oh, yeah, it's Chris Jericho. And like, I feel like that match has none of the buzz that it should have. I mean, I'm sure once we get closer, it will. But as of right now, I feel like that match is like, oh, they're doing Kenny Jericho again. Maybe it's just my bubble, but.
1: Yeah, I just, no, I didn't really see any buzz about it either. I assume like, like the, your hardcore elite perverts are probably into it, <laughs> but I just can't. Like I saw the press conference where they're just like, eh. but whatever. It's not what we're here to discuss. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just in the middle of all this Roman stuff, come see my Twitch stream. I don't even know what the fuck he's streaming. I
0: was about to ask you that. Like, let yeah, me, what that, What does he play? Let me, let me I, think,
1: I guess Street Fighter, right? I, it must That's
0: be. That's what I would assume, but
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash. <laughs> Being elite. Elite. yeah. Um
0: <laughs> oh, he's playing. One. He's playing Apex Legends.
1: I don't even know what that is. So
0: I think it's like the third version of PUBG.
1: Okay, I, I don't. I I sort of know what that is. I'm not <laughs> not really it hip on the fucking gamer market no. <laughs> these days. Like you know. To, the, I, lot, the only game I play is Sound Voltex, so
0: I've seen that on your Twitter, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: my, I played Advance Wars, Dual Strike. on am It's like if it's if it's old and or Japanese, I might have played it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I guess let's get into these shows we're actually here to talk about. We'll start with the Giant Baba Memorial Show. Um, which, what do you think of the show overall? I had a great time at this. This is like you know just such a fun kind of show like we're just you have a million guys for a million promotions just a just a real fun time
0: it was like maybe one of my favorite shows of the year so far i think if you're like just judging it from a work rate perspective it definitely wouldn't reach that but in terms of just like the novel concept of like seeing like the two nomuras like go up against each other in the main event you have like tanahashi and miyahara like just that just having that was just incredible. And it, it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Definitely yeah. with you on that.
1: Um let's go through the card here. Let's see what's uh
0: the only opened up with the cage the, match.
1: Yeah. The cage Mac is working, thankfully. Yeah. Um they claimed 8,800. I'm not sure. I mean, they, they're not a company, you know, and they're not like they easily easily could have exaggerated, so I'm not sure how accurate that was. I mean the new thing now with like New Japan and DDT and most of the companies is to report accurately. Mm-hmm. But either way, I mean if, you know, if they claim the I would assume at worst it did like five to six K. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: um Do you I do mean you it seemed if, like the was
0: uh, sorry. Do you know if New Japan did does New Japan like normally sell at sumo hall?
1: Um yeah, pretty much you know, either sell out or come close. It depends on the setup too. Like they ha they either use uh you know, two per box or four per box that could change mm-hmm. the definition of what a sellout is. But um I think like what what the hell did King of Pro Wrestling do? Like ninety two? I don't think that sold out, but I okay. think it you know it was close. Um it depends on the setup. I think if if you do two per box, I think a sellout is like with without a stage, I think the sellout is like ninety five. And if you do four per box, I think it's like eleven.
0: That that sounds about right. I don't think yeah. I've seen it go much higher than eleven.
1: And then like DDT set up at the stage, and they don't they don't even open the entire top part. Like they consider that so at like I think like six thousand. So okay. depends on depends on who's running it and what the setup is. I mean, it's a really cool building. Um, definitely recommend getting there if you you know the listener has a chance. It's just probably my favorite building I've ever seen wrestling in. But. um But yeah, it seemed like the crowd was pretty full here. Um,
0: They were really hot, yeah.
1: Yeah, all night long. They were like really, really into it. It was was a very old-school Puro crowd, I think, because it had that same kind of heat to me, as you would see on like an older Puro show. Um, So it opened up with that Battle Royal, uh, Mm -hmm. which ended up being won by Mitsuo Momoda. This was, you know, wacky fun. Great uh, stalker, Chikawa, was in it. (laughs) It was cool uh i was very mad that masao in didn't get his awesome theme song but what are you gonna <laughs> do i don't know do you have any thoughts
0: on this thing <laughs> not really i i did want to note uh Kobayashi Kobayashi dressed up as Abdullah the butcher who was retiring later in the show i thought that was kind of cool
1: well he always dresses as him basically
0: well but it was it was a bit more uh, defined i guess right right gotcha yeah. i mean it would it makes
1: sense i mean his yeah. whole gimmick is based on uh after that we had uh Naoi nomura ren narita Honma and Yuji Okabayashi beating Daichi Hashimoto, Kazushi Miyamoto, Takuya Nomura, and Tomohiko Hashimoto. It's only one about eight and a half minutes, so not a lot of time for an eight-man tag. First of all, what the fuck was up for Kazushi Miyamoto? Like, he looked like fucking Japanese Scott Steiner, and, you know, I promise you he did not used to look like that.
0: He looked. He came out just like exactly like Scott Steiner in this I mean, match.
1: He had like the he had like the too, right?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, doing
1: his entrance, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess that must be what he's doing on like the very very scummy. I mean, he wrestles, I think, for such a low level indies that like it usually doesn't even make cage match. But he's such an interesting guy. I mean, I don't know, if, you know, you know the whole backstory with him. But either way, I'll, I'll tell really quickly for our, our listeners uh yeah the only thing he shows up on is like a team which is like you know that's like a fucking offshoot of uh god what the hell is it called like ww um you know basically the fmw lineage uh okay. he's on the toast he's been on the kawada produced shows and like a lot of other wacky and like i think a lot of stuff that just doesn't make t- cage match because it's so tiny but yeah he was like a really interesting guy because he was he started out as like this, an all japan prospect and debuted in 2001. Um, you know, he had a long, like, 03 through 05, he showed up a lot in the States. Um, I saw him live in Ring of Honor Final Battle in 2003. He, he was a tag team with Honma uh, called Turmeric Storm. They lost to CM Punk and Colt Cabana at that final battle show. You know, teenage John got to see that, so that was cool. And then he showed up, you know, in a lot of other promotions. You know, he showed up at Impact. Uh, he showed up again in Ring of Honor 2004 um you know just kept showing up lots of places in 2005 and then 2006 is where things went wrong for him basically was like this big all japan prospect and they basically convinced him to leave all japan because this was um you know the period where all japan was run by keiji muto obviously the you know the um promising love era of all japan and basically what you have was a a bunch of the all japan guys no not even a bunch a few all japan guys left and he was the biggest name by far and formed this new company called pro wrestling king's road which was basically supposed to be um you know like a we're gonna get back to what all japan's really supposed to be the problem is no one gave a shit first of all i mean Kazushi miyamoto he was like a prospect but he didn't have any he cachet, you know, like he couldn't be the, the headliner at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and the, you know, the idea was, I think, that they they went off, broke away, and they were gonna like, it was setting the stage for Kawada, and Kawada never showed up, it's the problem, I mean, Kawada just was fucking doing his thing, singing and hustle, and he didn't give a shit, so he never showed up in this King's Road thing, and you know, the main event of the first show, Genicio Tender against Miyamoto, I think that first show did okay at Corrigan, but then the after that they had four more shows and just that was it they were they were done within 6 months i mean their what their first show was january 2006 and their last one was july and you know by that point they were running kidzawa town hall with a three match show so you know. yeah it was not not exactly a the stuff of legends that promotion so so basically at that point he he ended up kind of blackballed from major league japanese wrestling like he never made more than you know he made four appearances for New Japan here what appearance in 07, you know, six for Noah. The only big run he got, you know, bef- like since then is when Russell 1 weirdly brought him in as the Japanese Million Dollar Man. And like had him do this like weird Ted DiBiase ripoff gimmick. But even that only lasted like 12 matches. I think I might so, have seen some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it was a really weird thing. It didn't really work. But yeah, he just basically never got a shot. So he he picked the wrong time to walk out of All Japan. Yeah. He bet on the wrong people, and he just never got another chance. In a weird way, I mean, that could have been Shibata <laughs> if Shibata, I guess, didn't have better connections because Shibata did the same shit. Yeah, so he walked out of New Japan and went to Big Mouth Loud, which did you know was also, I mean, I, it was more successful than Kings Road, and the shows are very watchable if you go back and watch them now. Whereas I don't know if anyone's watching Kings Road if the tapes even exist. <laughs> But Big Mouth Ladd still, you know, closed down pretty quickly was a failure. And, you know, Shibata, if he hadn't, I guess, gotten in with Sakuraba and formed Laughter 7 and everything, he could have been, you know, similarly blackballed. But I don't know, maybe he was, still would have been okay because there was connection to uh, to Kenta and Noah and all that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting thing to think about. So that's the story of mm-hmm. <laughs> and He was on this, sh- on this show. In an eight minute eight and a half minute match, I wasted a lot of time talking about him. But I find I I used to like the guy really, you know, quite a bit in his young all Japan days. I've always it's been a name that always interested me. But he's never really got another shot. Uh anything else from this match stick out?
0: Not really. Okabayashi and Nomura had a lot of stretch like a big closing stretch towards the end, and this is like I think at least that I've seen their third tag match where they've uh where Nomura's taken the submission from Okabayashi. So I wonder if Big Japan could be building to like a cool singles match there because I love both guys, so that'd be really fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, match three Suzuki Goon. Oh, not <laughs> Suzuki Goon. Sorry. First, the bunkhouse death match. Uh, Onita, Hideki Hosaka, Hideki Suzuki, and Kendo Kashin beat, defeating Great Kojika, Hikaru Sato, Mitsuya Nagai, and Suji Ishikawa in just under seven minutes. Um, again, fun while it lasted. You know, we got to see designated table pile driver victim. um, You know, Sato go through the table, and I just like the Hideki got the pin in the middle of this fucking crazy street fight. Just double arm suplex the guy and pinned him. (laughs) It's like, in the middle of all this shit, he's like, "All right, let me hit my move. We're done."
0: And you have like Uh, a seventy-six year old in this match taking an unprotected chair shot. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, well, great, Koji gets. whatever he's gonna do whatever he wants <laughs> i don't know how that dude's alive at some point <laughs> but but yeah this was fun again i mean i, I feel like it broke i'm just it's a seven minute match what it's are you fun gonna do? yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly um then we had Taichi, taka and kanemaru representing suzuki goon defeating masafuchi yoshiaki fujiwara and yuma aoyagi in 943 so this got a little more time in the last one at least first of all i don't know how you can watch this and not come away with like Tai is a huge star. Even oh. like on a show where a lot of the current guys weren't getting big reactions, or the big reactions were reserved for, you know, the legends, which makes sense because it's an older fan crowd probably. Like Tai Chi got a huge reaction coming out and the crowd was like all into that gimmick, you know, getting on him every time he go after Kawada and stuff. So I mean Tai Chi is a superstar now. If you don't if you don't see it, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah. They, um, sorry, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, like, crowd reaction to me is, like, a really big piece of, like, an enjoyment to a match, especially when you're, like, on an undercard, like, and they're kind of almost going through the motions, like, when a crowd is, like, really hyped for a match like they were here, like, the heat on suzuki gun and tai Chi, especially here was just awesome, like,
1: it was yeah. crazy. Um, I did like also Miho Abe trying to hit on Fuji and Fujiwara, and they're both, like, <laughs> we don't have any Viagra, get it, go away. <laughs> like, they both just completely no-sold her, um, and they were, like, these cool little callbacks, too, which I thought, like, Chi and Ayagi's singles match from All Japan in the Super Hall, you know, more than a year ago now. But mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. Like, it just felt like Taichi was treating him like a young boy again, but Aoyagi was not standing up for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Taichi, Taichi at one point, I think, got more heat for just grabbing the the ropes and not letting uh, Fuchi dropkick him than, like, most every heels would we'll get all year. That like is, the crowd was so angry at him for not taking his fucking drive kick,
0: like, and then he
1: uses a low blow to beat an old man. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: Just the, like kicking him in the nuts in a small package. Like
1: <laughs> he's like, over there, all right." He's like, "I could, I could hit a move on a real move on Fuji and pin him, but I'm just gonna do this because I'm an asshole." Oh, I love Tai Chi. <laughs> um. Then we had the three way tag match: Lij, Bushi, and Sonata. Beating Sweeper, Jake Lee, and Koji Iwamoto, and Ayato Yoshida, and Sh- Shota Umino. Uh, went about eight minutes. Bush and- Bushi and Sonata did absolutely nothing, first of all.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't, Did Bushi ever even get
1: in the match? I think he might have. I don't know. Um, first of all, and then second of all, I guess, Yoshida really like went after Jake Lee. Like He was beating him like he owed him money.
0: Yeah. It was... That was fun. I made a note of those exchanges. Like that was Yoshida and Jake Lee. Like I've never been the biggest Jake Lee like fan, at least in recent years. But like those exchanges were just awesome.
1: And yeah, we'll talk about Jake Lee later. Yeah. Later. Um. <laughs> but yes. And then I knew that him getting stuck in the Paradise Lock for like a million years was coming because I saw lots of people complain about it, you know, days earlier. But I still I still laughed pretty hard. It was funny. And then uh, yeah, it was good good match. You know, just, like I said, Sonata and Bushi didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, then Jinsei Shinzaki and Naomichi Marafuji beat Masaki Mochizuki and Shun Skywalker. Went almost exactly 10 minutes. Um, yeah, this was like a three and a half star match. Yeah, I know. gave it the same thing. Yeah, it was, uh, I just, it was going really well and the Marafuji and Mochizuki, like, really fucked up the roll-up finish. And the cameraman, like, missed the rush first count, so it looked like they only counted two instead of three. So that wasn't good, but everything before that was good. Uh Jinsei Shinsaki, I don't know how the fuck this hundred year old man is still doing these rope walks and everything perfectly.
0: But cartwheels.
1: Cartwheels. He's just fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. Like someone i also noted like Skywalker, I don't know if you have seen this, but he's challenging Pac next for the for the uh open the dream gate. So Mochizuki actually took the pin here, which was I was kind of surprised that, but it, it makes sense given that Skywalker's challenging next.
1: Yeah. Um it's you know, it makes it you're right, it does make sense. And it was still it's still really weird to say, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just not not used to Mojizuki taking falls. But, but yeah, he and Schumer are awesome here. Everybody was awesome. It's a good match. Uh then we had Burning Wild, Jinakiama and Takuya Omori, and Taiokeya defeating Osama Nishimura, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata. Um, first of all, it's great to see Nishimura reuniting with his fellow New Japan third-gen dads. It's like the long-lost Muga dads is here. Um, I didn't know what Muga meant when I first watched New Japan many, many years ago, and I just learned that vocab word in in Japanese a few weeks ago. It means like selflessness, mm-hmm. unless it's like another unless it's like another word that with the same exact reading which is always possible in japanese but it makes sense when you think about his wrestling style yeah. and everything um also i thought taiyoke looks really weird like ryback like facially now and it, it was like freaking me out
0: let me pull up a picture real quick
1: he looks really like really close to ryback but again only only facially
0: okay you know what uh, you know what? i could definitely see that
1: <laughs> yeah um, uh, but this was fun, you know. Six dads having it out, yeah. Wasn't like, wasn't gonna blow anybody away, but I had a good time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I would say, yeah. Uh, the Lucha Tag, the ancient luchadors Dos Karras and Mil Maskers defeating Kasayashi and Osawa Rangai 1106. Uh, with old people doing dives, what do you, what do you want from me? That's I'm the- not, not a big lucha person anyway, so I can't really tell you like much of like, the, the fact that they're legends, and all that is. A little lost on me and
0: it was just kind of there for me the crowd the crowd really loved it though. yeah the crowd
1: loved it i mean it were it definitely worked but yeah
0: it was fun at least i can tell you that much you know it was fun
1: uh and then the main event here was the thing on the show that blew me away i was a little i've seen a lot of different takes on this i've seen people say it was an awesome match and i've seen people say like a on the voice wrestling flagship that it was kind of just a match. I'm definitely on the side of it. was awesome. Uh, Daisuke Sekimoto and Kento Miyahara defeated Tanahashi and Yoshitatsu in 24, um, 24. I went four and a quarter on this. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, just, it, you know, the Tanahashi Miyahara exchange did feel super special to me. I know yeah. some people it may not have, but if you've been watching both those guys for a long time it just, and, I, and the crowd was so into it that like, when they were in there together, it just felt like such a big deal. Um and then when Sakimoto came in, obviously too, he just was you know, he's been amazing all year and just continued it and just really cleaned house. Um, you know, and it was a he was a presence too. And Yoshitatsu held up his end of the bargain too. Can't complain yeah. about not him. he's always he's been good in tags for a while. And I know people who don't watch anything but New Japan will be a little surprised, but he was good. Um but yeah I mean like Sekimoto, there at one point, one of my favorite spots was just when he just caught Tanahashi on a dive and just like slammed him right down yeah. the floor. I um, mean, that
0: spot, yeah.
1: And just, I don't know, it just felt like Tanahashi did a lot more in this tag than I expected him to do. I, I kind of thought, like, you know, a lot of the new, a lot of the current guys had it in neutral, but these four clearly went out there, like, all playing to have an awesome match. I think they succeeded. So,
0: yeah, Tana, I saw like a, some tweets beforehand, I didn't watch the show live, that Tanahashi, like, he wasn't putting in all the effort and i didn't see that at all like he seemed like he was all go for this match
1: yeah i don't know what people were talking about um but this is the kind of thing where like i was ready to call this a great show even without like a four star plus match but then they just had one anyway so (laughs) it was a really great show
0: and then kento and yoshitatsu like the uh the closing stretch in this match was awesome i mean they were i think they were tag champs at one point in all japan i know they have teamed together for a while and then They've had a few matches in the Royal Road, and I just thought the closing stretch was really, really great stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. I thought it was a, I, I thought overall awesome match. did you give this a rating? Too? Oh, I should,
0: I should, I should mention. I mean, at Wrestling Rating, so I have to rate everything. I, I gave it four and a half. So I loved. Oh wow! It, it was yeah, awesome. even
1: even higher than me. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was awesome too, and I'm, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty happy with it. So, um, great show, great match. I'm behind, man. If you're if you really want to see like you know the only thing that's an, that's worth watching as far as like an awesome match is obviously the main event, but the entire show was really fun. I mean yeah. even like the Abdullah ceremony was fun. Oh yeah. So, um but yeah, so let's move then over to New Japan. They had three straight Corkins. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> I think we'll kind of go through these because there there wasn't a ton uh of interesting stuff, but the first show i i i, I you know it. going yeah going in you know i kind of thought like i sent the question to super jcas last week like being you know, like is it crazy to be more in a new japan road than honor rising and i i'll be fair you know i don't really watch Ring of honor i don't really care about any of the people they brought over um you know it's not just not obviously just not my thing and, you know I, I really did not enjoy final battle at all when i went and you know it's just not uh not a roster that too, even even with like the the newer people, which it, all like basically all the interesting wrestlers on their roster that would have been fun to see interact with New Japan guys like Bandito and PCO and you know even like Mark Haskins or Tracy Williams or something like they're all not here because of visa stuff apparently. Mm-hmm. So it's like apparently. Wilding, who apparently who the fuck knows really? <laughs> but that's what PCO said. Everybody's just taking his word for it, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like I just don't. I don't care about seeing the Briscoes in New Japan for ten thousand times. Like, you know, it was fine the last ten thousand times, but I don't really need to see it again. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that when we go show by show.
0: The but New Japan Road,
1: yeah, New Japan Road. I was excited for that going in, and I think that mostly delivered. Um, I'm just scanning through the undercard to see if there's anything interesting here. Uh, uh, well, match three, which was awesome. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Shota Amino losing to Tomo Ishii and Yoshihashi. Really the only thing wrong with this was that we had to see that fucking butterfly lock, which is like one of my least favorite finishers in wrestling, but it was still awesome.
0: I think I gave this three and a half. So I really, yeah, love that's,
1: that's exactly what I gave it to. Yeah. Um, very good show. A very good match. I mean, yeah. and obviously laid the groundwork for, you know, the Nagata Ishii thing, you know, that was supposed to happen in the USA. Um, it, you know, it's going to happen in the first round of the New Japan Cup. Maybe that would have happened anyway. Maybe they would have had a rematch and kept it going. But either way, mm. that's a hell of a first-round match. So it should be fun. Um, match like
0: well, Yeah, some, something I'm just noticing is, like, of the seven matches on this card, five of them were 2v2 tags. So that was, like, fun to see, you know. Yeah, I Japan. mean,
1: instead of doing, like, multi, multi-mans all the time, it was an interesting little thing. Um, Show and Yo beat Desperado and Kanemaru in 12-12 with a 3K. Um, you know, pretty good little condensed version of the usual match. But the big thing was the post-match with Shingo and Bushi coming out and adding more heat to that Shingo Bushi versus uh, Roppongi 3K junior tag title match.
0: I yeah, did wa- Sorry. I did yeah. want to mention um, when Kanemaru hit the Deep Impact, like I was really worried for half a second that they were going to make the anniversary match another three-way. <laughs>
1: I mean, it would be, like, really up Gato's alley. He fucking loves it, so. But, no, they did the right thing here. Um, Taguchi and Goto team together was kind of cool, I guess. It's not really that big a deal, though. Uh, mm-hmm. match, well, match six, Tanahashi and Osprey beating um, Killer Elite Squad. This was, you know, aggressively fine, I guess. It didn't really yeah. stand out in my mind. But a little surprising to see Osprey pin Davey Boy, because, I, you know, I was wondering what the hell they were going to do with this... Uh, you know, with this kind of with this these four guys, because really none of these four guys take pins very often. So you know, they went with Dave Boy getting pinned, but Dave Boy was gigantic. I think other people have noticed this, but he was like enormous. he was <laughs> taking them vitamins, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 not an Osprey hater, but you could just tell the difference in the crowd. Like when Tanahashi tagged in, it was just like the roar that you just hear. It was kind of crazy to hear.
1: Yeah, I'm not a... I don't know if people consider me an Osprey hater or not. I, I like to consider myself Osprey neutral. You know, he, he, there's some times where he impresses me. There's some times where I wish he would, like, fucking stop screaming. For the love of God, just stop screeching. But, you know, he's he's fine. I don't really... doesn't really bother me either way. But he did block me on Twitter. But it was just... I guess I wasn't... I guess saying... Uh, Like taking a poll on when he would be back was just
0: against the rules. So, um, and they're doing the main, they're they're doing him and Jay White at the anniversary show. I saw,
1: yeah. So, do you realize that that was supposed to be him and Kenny Omega? Oh my god, (laughs) because Jay White took it like it took me a few minutes, like a few hours after that anniversary show card came out, and that was the main event. I was like. The fucking main event of the anniversary was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Like
0: Twitter would have melted the I, fuck down. I never made that connection and my mouth is just opening right now, just <laughs> imagining Twitter during that match. Uh,
1: well, just when that's announced, they would have just like, <laughs> yeah, it would have been like the mother of all meltdowns when Will challenged Kenny. But I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I'd rather see Will and Jay White. It's a cool little fresh match and. You know I don't mind Jay White really, and I was very sick of Kenny by the end of his run, but not not breaking news there. But I mean, like, just I, I I'm there is a part of me that just kind of wanted, like, wishes I could see the alternate universe where that's the main event and just see the chaos. But um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so the main event of this show was the Takashi Iizuka retirement match, uh, Tenzan pins Iizuka in 2214 at the moonsault press. Uh, I thought this this entire thing was awesome. I mean, this, the whole thing is a package, bringing out Nogami, first of all, who doesn't really Uh-oh. do that many uh, that many uh, shows on commentary anymore. Just so Izaka could rip from Dude one more time, um, that was crazy. And you know, I just it, it, I'm impressed by their balls, honestly. I mean, I think I I, j- I joked about the idea of having Izaka just fucking rampage <sighs> in the sunset, and I did not think for a second they would actually do it and the fact that they just were like yeah you know what he's gonna go out as he lived it's like he most of the people watching never saw him you know pre Wildman man gimmick he's been doing this for you know not people say 11 years not quite 11 years if you go back and watch that uh they put up the Tenzan izuka um the the chain match from like right after izuka turned even though he has the look like he has the shaved head and the beard he's not really doing the wild man thing yet like he's still wrestling like a normal wrestler so i don't know exactly when he transitions to wild man i've seen people say like maybe like 09 or even like as late as 2010 but you know it's definitely been a long time either way so he's been doing this gimmick forever um you know why not just like let it let it let him end like that you know and you know, I saw, I know some they, like the fans wanted that happy ending so badly, and they just were like, "We're just not going to give it to you. We're gonna, you know, this is what this is the the real happy ending is Izuka finally managed not to betray anybody. <laughs> I mean, this is the first Uday he hasn't betrayed. He betrayed, you know, he first of all he betrayed Tenzan and Yujin Tag to join GBH. Then he betrayed Makabe and Homa to form chaos with the rest of the ex members. Then he betrayed Chaos to join Suzuki Goon. And, you know, you could argue maybe that he finally found his his group of people. You know, He's <laughs> been five years with Suzuki Goon since two thousand fourteen. You know, he he stayed loyal to his boys. He didn't turn on them and, you know, hit Tai Chi or Suzuki with the iron fingers. He just he stayed with uh he stayed with his boys. He find the great betrayer, as they apparently was his nickname. He finally didn't betray somebody and just decided to stay with uh Suzuki Goon. So, in a weird way, that is the happy ending, but um, it was really funny when he like rampaged off afterwards and like he goes up into the crowd. and Taichi grabs the mic and basically says, Uh, hey, do you, do you know that you're retiring? <laughs> what is going on? And he just keeps rampaging, and then Suzuki grabs that bell. And just starts ringing it ten times. Ten times, yeah. And then at the very end, he starts ringing like like really fast. Like, it's over. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you see what he's doing. And then he leaves. And it's just such a great moment. Like, I rewatched him ringing that fucking bell like five <laughs> times. Because Minoru Suzuki is just uh, amazing and shit like that. And it was just such a, like, crazy moment. What have you ever seen a retirement ceremony like this? Never in wrestling history. You know, I can't think of one. No. <laughs> so it was just incredible, and I, you know, for all the complaints that New Japan is like super predictable and never does anything different or blah blah blah. I mean, they they gave you something different. So don't. What do you complain about if you're complaining?
0: What do you think? And then i love the bait and switch at the end of the match where uh or after the match when uh izaka and tenzan just like shake hands and then he uh tenzan gets bitten like i love that <laughs> and then tai chi took iron gloves oh that was yeah. beautiful
1: but uh but yeah i don't know did you so you did you
0: enjoy this too uh yeah i did <laughs> of course <laughs> it, was I, it, was, it, was, it was great and uh I should note, Taichi main eventing over a Saber, and they had both of them on the card, so... That's Interesting true. bit in uh, the Suzuki gun pecking order. Uh, Taichi,
1: Taichi is now a star, and I'm glad people realize it, so... I mean, look, I, I actually wonder, like... That, that you know, even though Naito's going to get more credit, like, doing 6,100 fans with Naito and Sapro, that has to get him something. Like, that has to be, like, at least a little bit of an eye-opener to to the office and stuff, you know? I mean, that that did better than the last two years. did better than Kenny J. White in the same building. It did better than Okada Suzuki when that was, you know, a a heavyweight title match and still only one show. I mean, you know, I mean, part of it's New Japan is uh, just kind of on a roll when it comes to selling tickets. But, like, you know, at the very least, clearly Taichi wasn't a turnoff to the crowds, you know? So... But yeah, I think I think maybe that that might have helped in standing a little bit. Um, I
0: hope I hope Taichi gets like a run to the at least the quarterfinals in the New Japan Cup.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. I think he's probably gonna go out in the semi in the, in the second round, based on you know who will probably end up against. But who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: after that, the two honor rising Japan shows, I will be up, just be upfront with the list. <laughs> I didn't, I did not enjoy these shows. I know some people did. You know, our reviewer. Uh, you know Sean Sean Sidora on Voice of Wrestling, he liked them. You know he's a Ring of Honor fan. He, he I, I presume he likes a lot of this talent. Um, I just wasn't really into any most of it. Like the best stuff was night one through As the like, Yeah, through the third <laughs> match, which by the way had the least to do with with Ring of Honor. Um, but you know, like that—that's basically all the best stuff on these on, on these entire two shows. You can watch the first three matches of of night one. And you will have seen the best this weekend had to offer. So let's go through it. Red Narita and Marty Scroll, 11.33. Uh, Narita wins with the crossfade, Or I mean, of course, Scroll wins with the crossfade chicken wing.
0: Um, <laughs> I would love that, yeah.
1: I you know, I usually am not a big fan of Scroll, but I thought he was pretty decent here. I like this. But I mean, Red Narita is just like, you know, he in the last, I want to say like two or three months, has gone from a guy that's like, yeah, decent little young line to like, if you want to sit here and tell me He's better than Umino, I might believe you. And maybe that's kind of a hot take, but I, I think Narita is like just incredible now. So
0: I think when Skrull like, actually takes things seriously, it can be pretty good. Like the Skrull and Osprey match, I think that might have been my favorite New Japan match, like not involving any Japanese wrestlers in like the past three years or something. Last yeah, year, that you remember really that
1: match? match? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about Sakura Genesis, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was really. I think I went four and a half on too. That was really good.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, it's it decent. I think I went like three and a quarter or something. It's pretty good for you. Yeah, guy.
1: yeah. I think that's exactly what I gave it to. Um, Umino and Saber. This I went like a legit three and three quarters. This was fucking awesome. Um, thirteen fifty six. Saber went with the modified knee bar. I mean, they told a very simple story where Zach, you know, basically was like, "Ah, uh-huh, this young lion, fuck," and Umino just. V- like out wrestled him at the start and just, you know, he had for a while, had him in like a full Nelson and, and Saber just like could knock it out, which is great. Um, but yeah, this is just, this is fucking great. Like what else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, I is was clearly like going to be pushed as a top star. And, you know, when you look at stuff like this, where he's getting to look so good against Zach, but you know, he's very good. He's very good so far. So let's hope it continues.
0: I mean, Saber in this match, he does like the the good old uh, Young Lion Boston Crab, but he turns into like a half crab and just wrenches the leg back. It was awesome. I yeah. went, I went four stars on this. It was one of my favorite Young Lions matches in like the past few years. Like I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Um, after that match number three, Jushen Liger and Jonathan Gresham against Tydeus Moore and Robbie Eagles. Um, you know this was I watched this on a on a you know, on a train to New Jersey, unfortunately. And. Um, is, uh,
0: like in a car to North Carolina. So
1: <laughs> but like I had to stop myself from like screaming in the middle of this train. Cause it was such a great moment. So, I mean, it starts with Jonathan Gresham and Robbie Eagles and Gresham, like, you know, gets to look like a million bucks and Corkin loves you know, him. Corkin loves him. I mean, New Japan fans really do appreciate some good technical wrestling. So, you know they don't always get it from <laughs> from some of the native roster, so like they really were into this, and you know they were really into Gresham. You know, uh, out wrestling e- Eagles, and they tag in Liger, Eagles tag in Taiji, Liger gets co- ground, Cobra twist, hold one, two, three. They're just fucking awesome. Just and one of those moments where like, you know, you're just so glad you weren't spoiled. You're so glad you had no idea it was coming, and the the crowd is just like going ballistic. Taiji is like losing his mind in, like <laughs> rage and anger just did such a great job selling this has to be held back by the young boys and everything. Just awesome. I lo- that's one of those like I love pro wrestling moments.
0: Ishimori's reaction was just I, I, you already covered it but it was just incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean he's very expressive so that uh, oh, yeah. helped a lot. I mean he's going to be you know that, that helped him against um you know Ishimori last year too my match of the year so he's very like uh he reacts very well to things, like, facially, which not, not all wrestlers do. So, you know, it's a unique trait sometimes.
0: The show is all... So here. where you can stop. Yeah.
1: yeah, Here's where you can stop the show. So Juice, Finley, Hanare, and Honma beating the Briscoes in G.O.D. It was all about the G.O.D. Briscoes, uh, you know, like, dissension thing, and Juice pinned Mark after, I guess, Jato hit Mark with the kendo stickbacks, and who gives a shit? G-O-D the Brisco- oh yeah, Hikulea was back. Thank you, I that, forgot all about that.
0: That's the only thing to know like the rest of this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, Briscoes and G.O.D., man. Who would uh, give a flying fuck? I'd love to meet the person. Two heels, whoa! <laughs> Two heel teams that nobody likes unless you're... meant. Maybe there's some bull Club shirt geeks who are really into the G.O.D., I don't know. But I mean, like, they're they're like fine although like i i actually they weirdly like peaked as a team like two years ago right like there was yeah. a little while when like they were having like r- some bangers with uh war machine with, with war machine and with uh i was mainly thinking with with uh maccabi and and homa oh those and, yeah I know yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. yeah like they had a really good tag league final and like i don't know like they really plateaued since then like they just haven't done anything that interesting with those evil sonata matches none of them have really done mm. anything for me and you know the one on this tour wasn't any different. It's just like I don't know. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine being in, excited for that. But whatever. Uh, the never open weight six man tag titles. You know, it was goofy comedy. Akabeyano and Taguchi beating Delirious Command and Cheeseburger ten sixteen. Do you have anything to say about this? Who gives a shit?
0: Nope.
1: Skip. <laughs> uh, Will Ospreay and Dalton Castle never open weight title seventeen thirty. Will Want the uh, Stormbreaker. You know, I saw some people giving this a lot of hype. You know, like four stars and stuff. I just four? Yeah, I saw somebody give it four. I just I gave it like I think three. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, you went
0: three and a quarter, so I'm a little better than you.
1: You know, it was it was all right. You know, it didn't was bad or anything. It just didn't. There was just nothing about it that blew me away. It was very boring for long stretches, and I yeah. don't know. Uh,
0: Osprey hit the the elbow thing against that he did against Ibushi. I yeah.
1: Know. I won't know. I really, I really fucking hate that place. It's so, like, it takes so long to set it up. It's like, oh, my arm, hold within it a hidden blade. Let me show you my arm. Just like, okay, Did you just fucking hit him. Like this long ass setup. It's like, I, I, I got it, buddy. We get it. You're a samurai, whatever. <laughs> Kevin and Davy Boy, like the, well, they um... hate, like, they're like the two weeps, or something. I guess I should like them, but uh world world tv title match uh jeff cobb and hiroki godo uh cobb won with 1352 again i thought you know people raved about this and you know i went three and a quarter it was good enough just nothing you need to go out of your way to see just the two of them hitting each other you know yeah. just didn't have, didn't have any kind of special quality to it there's nothing that nothing that blew me away here
0: I was a quarter star higher than you again. I went three and a half, but I noted Kevin Kelly called this a uh, match for the prestigious title, the ROH TV title. <laughs> Very prestigious. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm sure somebody cares about it. Maybe we're in a lot of fans of it. I don't know. Uh, and then the main event Tanahashi Okada and Lethal against Taven, DKRI, and Binnie Mars. How the fuck is that pronounced? I don't even. Marsaglia? Or Selgia? Mar- I don't Mar- fucking
0: A-Gail? know. I thought, I it
1: Whatever. Fourteen ten lethal. Lethal got the page. You hate this, huh?
0: I hated this so much. <laughs> I went like two stars. I could not get interested in this match.
1: My my friend who I was watching with, I've had on the show before, Quinlan. He really hated this too. He thought this was like really really bad. And the Kingdom were like awful. I I didn't hate it that much. Like I would go, you know, like two and a half or something. It was like you know, painful. Fully average, but it just it def- definitely was nothing to it. I'm like, oh, the dream team. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I know Jay Lethal's the Ring of Honor world champion. You have to like make a big deal out of it. And he can sometimes surprise you. He had a couple, like a couple really good matches last year. But like, my God, seeing him out there at Okada Tanahashi is like <laughs> supposed to be some kind of equal. It's just so ridiculous. But I don't know. No. Not a no. Ring of Honor fan. So why, maybe if you're a Ring of Honor fan, you were more into that. But just was not a not a big thing to me. Nothing here on this show that was that into it in the first three matches.
0: Mm-hmm. Um The second show two, not much better. <laughs> the second show was bad. I thought I, mean, it, I would go. It was worse for sure.
1: Yeah. It was like one match on here I liked. And oh, the no. rest were well, like really liked. I mean, and the rest was like, eh. Like Gresham really? Hanari, Taka Saber, that was fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Gresham got a big um, reaction again. Nothing much else. Yeah.
1: To Marty beat Robbie Eagles. That was actually disappointing. It only went like I was shocked it only went like less than nine minutes. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they weirdly, you know, when this is booked, you look at it like, oh, it's Marty going for revenge against the Bullet Club, but they did not tell that story at all. Like, like Marty yeah. didn't talk about it in the promos. Eagles didn't talk about it. So basically, we've wiped the elite from existence. Which is fine. I mean whatever. But it makes it even more obvious that basically we don't give you know, like we don't give a shit. Like that's just not you know, this is not Marty going for revenge against the Bull Club. It's just Marty Scroll and Roddy Eagles having a match. <laughs> that's what happened. Um Ocoban and Toriano beat Delirious and cheeseburger. You know, go- goofy comedy, it was
0: fine. Oh, I did um, wanna note something here. Cabana was in uh, New Japan here. I think he's doing the New Japan Cup too. But he was also announced for the DDT America show. So I thought that was worth pointing out that he's going to be doing New Japan and DDT yeah. in like a month.
1: That is true. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be in the Japan Cup against what Yano in the first round, right?
0: I I, I could yeah. not.
1: You know. I think I think it is Yano. And then he's going to be doing, like you said, DDT in America. He'll be in a, a three way tag. Oh no, he's he's in he the, in the Battle Royal. He's in the Iron Man. Yeah, he's in the Iron yeah. Man. You're right. So Iron Man Battle Royale. So he'll be on DDT in America and in Japan. So there you go. Um, but yeah, this match was whatever. Match 4. Will Osprey and Hiroki Goto against Castle and Cobb. I like this better than both the singles matches, weirdly. I, I went three and a half on it. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, a little surprised Osprey pinned Cobb, you know? No, that uh, a- didn't. Dalton...
0: Okay.
1: Well, I mean, champion pinning champion. I mean, maybe they're <laughs> setting up a champion versus champion match or something, but other for msg because i don't know why else you'd do that but who knows yeah um i mean i guess that the tv tells about on on uh you know even with the never title who the i mean who, who really knows with how many titles new japan has especially like do you know there's something th- something called the united states championship i don't know if you've heard of that but it's actually called the u.s heavyweight title
0: in new japan but, this is a, it was yeah a,
1: yeah it's a it's a real title apparently Um, Naito and Shingo beat Taven and Vinny. This was worth it for the, the Naito Shingo, like burst at the end where like Shingo was hitting all these fucking crazy pumping bombers. And then, you know, they were doing like double team moves and the Naito hits the desk, you know, that was awesome, Mm -hmm. but that's really the only thing you need to see from this match. Honestly,
0: I think they teased the Naito Taven singles match afterwards. Like Taven was kind of getting into it. He's
1: still my fucking heart on that one.
0: I mean, I I don't
1: really have any problem with Matt Damon. You know, he could win the Ring of Honor World Title tomorrow, and I wouldn't give a shit. But you know, he's fine for what he is. Yeah, he's with But like, but like, you know, if that's what Nigel's doing at the MSG, I'll be pretty pretty mad. Um, and the Ring of Honor World Title match, Jay Lethal and TK Ryan. So TK Ryan got very angry at uh you know our board WH Park over at uh, Live Audio Wrestling for calling him and the kingdom stupid on these two shows you know what tk if you did not want to get fucking criticized you should have had a match with lethal here and it didn't suck shit i would have been a good start because this match fucking sucked like i actually couldn't believe how bad this was like i thought going in like you know i've heard all these things like oh tk's a good prospect lethal usually tends to have good matches this was like a one and a half star match this was like actively bad And I just, you know, not even beyond the fact that the crowd didn't give a shit. Because who thought the crowd would give a shit about Jay Lethal and the fucking guy from the kingdom. But they just didn't do anything. (laughs) Like, that was really interesting. So, bad match. Fuck this match.
0: I I promise you. 'Cause I, when I was watching this show, I still had like the all Japan show and the Tokyo Joshi show and the DDT show to catch up on. And I swear, the thought crossed my mind of just blocking you on Twitter and then just <laughs> pretending like I had never agreed to do this show because I could not finish <laughs> this match. And I just do so a match coming up and a GOD match coming up I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is where, yeah, this
1: show was like, oh my god, just let this fucking just get Ring the fuck out of here. I don't want to see this shit anymore. Uh, the next match, which has nothing to do with Ring of Water at all, actually, Sonata not an evil losing to Tama Tonga and Tonga Lowe in twenty twenty six, the Super Power Bomb. First of all, way too fucking long, really boring. How long? Yeah, like probably another two and a half star match. Just these two teams just have no chemistry. Just not not interesting or fun at all. Um, got I, I'm. It's really annoying that it's not an evil. You know, just had to have a two month title reign. Just or not even two months, like a month and a half, because you know, we have to do fucking Geodina Briscoe's and MSG. Which is fucking stupid. And it's like, oh well, they're doing champion versus champion at MSG, so the tag champions can't be in New Japan Cup. Why can't you just announce that after the New Japan Cup? Why is that maybe we gotta have even not lose their fucking belts? Just ugh. Who and like five times they're one reign away from tying Tenkozi for all time with the IWGV Heavyweight Tide titles, which they almost I, certainly will,
0: which is really disgusting. Wow. That <laughs> is... Wow. But I think Sonata's probably going to, like, go to the finals of the New Japan Cup or something, so... Eh. Yeah.
1: And I, I do... I, that's, that was literally my pick, actually. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do think he's still in line for a big push and stuff. I'm just annoyed, because, like, even Sonata, fun tag champions, lots of cool potential matches... Could have done them against Tanahashi and Okada. could have done all sorts of wacky stuff. Who, what is there for GOD? You know? Or the Briscoes. The Briscoes beat them. Who who wants to see them against literally anybody in New Japan? It's just such a fucking dead end title reign. And just ugh. Every time it feels like we're we've escaped the bullshit. We're right back where we started.
0: Let me say, I know you got a lot of shit for this, like on Twitter or whatever, but. I much preferred like the good guy Tama Tonga undercard <laughs> comedy gimmick than to him like actually trying to do main event tag matches that go twenty five minutes or whatever this went.
1: Yeah, I mean you're definitely not wrong. So um and out the main event, the Ring of Honor World tag titles, Jay Briscoe paid David Finley in seventeen thirteen. Um, you know, Finley dislocated his shoulder, so they had to go home early, but still not a I you mean know this is better than the last, the last match. I I guess like I would go like three and a quarter here. So nothing bad or anything, but just not anything you need to go out of your way to see once again.
0: Yeah, I went three stars, so it was whatever.
1: Yeah. So, rising, Watch matches one through three of night one, and then you can stop. That's mm-hmm. basically my recommendation. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people say good shows or very watchable, blah, 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 blah. Just, I just, fucking, I just thought it was garbage. I mean, it always... And I've been like... You know, anyone following me on Twitter or listening to this show, I have been like super positive about new japan this year this is like probably the first thing i haven't enjoyed so far in new japan's year i'm, I'm just gonna hope and say i'm gonna chalk it up to a um you know a, a fucking fluke based on having ring of honor there but yeah I, I, it's basically like well new japan's a lot better but they can't overcome the stink of ring of honor honorizing sucks once again <laughs> so what are you gonna do um any other final thoughts on these exciting shows
0: Literally none.
1: Okay, so that moves us over to all Japan Pro Wrestling. Then,
0: um,
1: <laughs> so we begin with the All Japan Yokohama. So this is Yokohama bunker gym It's June announced two thousand one hundred nine. Decent. Um, yeah, not not bad at all. I guess I don't. I don't remember what the last one did. I'm gonna look that up next. I'm curious which is the Zeus Miyahara. End up being like a match of the year candidate
0: i'm um, sure it did maybe a little bit better because that was the, probably the big return match from their great match uh earlier in the year
1: yeah where are you yokohama
0: i know you didn't uh watch i watched the uh dylan james nomura match from the show while you're looking that up yeah. And you said you oh skipped. yeah go ahead yeah so while you're looking that up it was it was a decent match it was basically de facto number one contenders match uh nomura got the win it was fairly short but I did want to mention. I mean, Dylan James is good now, so I'm sorry. I don't. I don't make the rules, but Dylan James is good now. So yeah.
1: um, this actually did. I put what, like two hundred more?
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Uh, oh, not two hundred. Like one hundred and ten more. That's surprising. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I because that did one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Um, but yeah, I only watched the last three matches. I just didn't have time to watch the whole undercard, and there really wasn't you know a ton that. Yeah was interesting to me uh began at the junior battle glory 2019 final uh koji iwamoto defeating uh seiki yoshioka in 1459 what do you think of this because i think i was kind of the outlier on this one so yeah i
0: I saw that you were lower you were a lot lower than me i went four stars on it um part of it might be i watched the entire junior there there was one show that didn't make take but i watched the entire all the tournament matches from this tournament so kind of felt like a big payoff because that whole tour was kind of it was decent. There was one really good match I'd recommend if you have time from the uh, the B block finals, um, Yoshioko against uh, Hikaru Sato. I think it was. I went four stars on that match. But uh, I saw you went – i forget what you went, but um, Yoshioko's kicks here, I loved it. And then Iwamoto's comeback, uh, really good stuff. I know you said you were kind of sick of that. I ended up going like a low four stars. Uh, yeah, I went
1: three and a half, I went three and a half. So it's not like I hated it or anything. Yeah, I just like really. It feels like whenever I see Iremoto now, it's like, okay, he gets his ass kicked, he gets his ass kicked, and he hits uh, – I have to look it up for, for Connor here before I get the meme image again. The Arai Goshi, not the judo throw. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, just – I don't know. It just feels like it's getting a little formulaic with him. You know, I'd like to see him match maybe a little more back and forth, but it just feels like he just, he's you know, gets his ass kicked, hits the move, wins. But yeah. – um, you
0: know, that, so. that's fair.
1: Uh, it doesn't mean I didn't like it though. I still yeah. thought it was pretty good. It just didn't blow me away or anything.
0: And the crowd yeah. was surprisingly into it for a junior match. Like the All Japan Junior Division kind of gets a lot of shit sometimes, but I I thought the crowd was well, pretty. Well- I,
1: usually, I usually like the Junior Division All Japan, so I'm, I'm not
0: really. I might be talking about a, a certain voices of wrestling. Uh, <laughs>
1: they're not big fans over there at the uh, at the flagship. Well, I don't know how I don't remember how Rich feels about. It. I know Joe Lanza hates it.
0: Yeah,
1: I like, I like the division, so I've, I've always had a soft spot for it. Uh, the World Tag Team title match, Daisuke Sekimoto and Yuji Okabayashi defeating Sweeper, Jake Lee, and Ryoji Sai in 2906. Um, so I this was good-ish. I just thought it went – I mean, I had, a, I had a couple complaints. First of all, I'm not sure I would have gone 30 minutes when you're going 32 and a half on the main event. I think it just felt a little, like, overly long um i just think jake jake lee specifically you know it, it's a he's a guy i've i've always liked even when he was really terrible early on i just had a re- weird like you know i really liked him anyway one of those like bad wrestlers that you just have a, a drawing to um but you know then then he he seemed like he was on the, the verge of breaking out you know before he went down with that injury had that awesome match with Hinto Miyahara. And the champion carnival. And I guess it would have been 2017. 2017. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, just right on the verge of breaking out and he gets hurt. You know, he comes back last year, like right, right around the champion carnival. And you think like, okay, well, he's going to break out now and be a big star. And just, it just has not happened even remotely. I mean, just, he, he's been very disappointing since he got back. And again, I'm someone that wants to root for him, but just, he has too many performances like this where, you know, he, He'll go stretches where he looks great, and then he'll go stretches where he looks super awkward and outclassed. Like, you know, the strike exchange at Yuji Okobayashi towards the end, where he just looked like, you know, I mean, he looked like a jobber, and there were at Yuji. And it's like, if you're gonna, part of that's that Okobayashi's just like, you know, he's Yuji Okobayashi. He's a big fucking star, and he looks like a dude who can just fucking kill you. But like, if you're gonna be the big All Japan, Rival to Kento main eventer, you have to like not get eaten up in that spot, and he just got eaten up in the spot. I mean, he looked like shit. I mean, you know, it just didn't, it just didn't work at all. Um, you know, I had its moments. so I still went like three and a quarter, but just like, I don't know. Jaylee, he has to stop doing that fucking step up kick. It looks like he he kicks the air like five feet in front of the guy. It looks it's like one of the shittiest looking moves uh, going right now in Pyro at least, but. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this
0: one? I think it was a little bit higher than on you. Uh, uh, I think I went three and a half. It was, it was pretty good stuff. Strong BJ is the best tag team in the world right now.
1: Yeah, that's uh, not even close.
0: Yeah, I did want to make note, Lee took the pin, not Sai. So uh, I hope this isn't happening because I've never really been the biggest Jake Lee fan. But someone on Twitter said that uh, Okabayashi pinning Lee is to set up for Lee and Okabayashi in the, uh, the carnival final and Lee getting his win back. And I just, I can't get too excited about that, but
1: uh. yeah, I guess we will say, I mean, look, Nomura coming out and challenging Kento next. Maybe they're, maybe they're even like de de escalating the Jake Lee thing, but I don't know. I still think they're going to try it. It's just, he just mm-hmm. hasn't looked good since he came back. I mean, he just hasn't looked consistently good. Like, I mean, they, you know, they, they really, all Japan needs him to be a big rival for Kento. And like, it just has not happened, so you know I don't. I think part of that's all Japan's fault a little bit too, just they they haven't booked him that well. But um, I just think you know, it just it hasn't happened yet. And uh, Jake, Jake, if Jake Lee wants it to happen, he's got to step up at some point. Maybe you know he has an awesome champion Carnival and really breaks out, but mm-hmm. I have to wait and see. Did you uh,
0: want to touch on the Carnival block announcements at all?
1: Yeah, we can we can do that after this. Yeah, I to, I have, okay. to pull them, I have to pull them up. Actually, but um but yeah, so the main event I can finally be happy and excited about all Japan because this was fucking awesome. Uh Kento Miyahara defeating Suwama in 32-29 to retain the triple crown title. This was a four and a half star match. Uh absolutely fantastic. You know, one of those matches where like for, I mean first of all, Kento is is incredible. I mean it, it has been for forever, so it's almost like you know, you who needs you no one needs anyone to say that but suwama is fucking awesome like i feel like he's a guy who just does not get enough credit for being as good as he is he always comes up big in these spots i mean remember that what that other kento suwama match like i guess towards the end of 2017 that was awesome yeah, I
0: think that was two years ago so yeah, that yeah was- like,
1: i mean like he and then him and suji have killed it pretty much every tag match they've had i just i don't know i just think like suwama feels like a guy to me who just people take for granted maybe because he's always around the main event scene but he's, he hasn't really been the focus in a while but like that dude just comes in there and kills it every single time he gets a chance to kill it so you know i feel like he's we might be at the point where he's underrated but you know i just he was like just fantastic here playing like the big bully heel beating the shit out of out of kento um you know i the, the match starts out like really slow mm-hmm. kento is like playing like the uber cocky prick and just like you know really like beating at suama and the crowd's behind suama and then all of a sudden suama like just fucking crushes kento's throat and i, I think it was like what on, on the on the outside barricade right i think he on it and Kento, you know, just transitions, just like a flick of your finger, like just snaps your fingers. He's doing it, like goes right from like being like super cocky to just being like, you know, I'm in trouble and like selling the throat like crazy, um, you know, like, like basically Kento selling in this match was next level. Um, (laughs) I want to touch on this because it was, I'm sure some people are sick of it, but there was like a little firestorm on Twitter on Sunday because, you know, of, of this very network, Mr. Joe Lanza made the comparison of uh, – said this was a very, like – well, he didn't actually say Kenny's name, which is funny, but I really yeah. Kind of knew what he meant anyway. You know, Kento gave him a very Kenny Omega-like performance. And, you know, I I can see why – like people immediately jump to, you know, they both do knee strikes and that's it, and they both have a tendency to spam the knee strikes, although Kento didn't in this match at all.
0: No, not even but, that
1: yeah, like I think he hit like what, like one?
0: Uh, I can only remember one at least.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a lot of it became like, oh, well, you know, a lot the people did the, the knee, but like Kentor actually did the knee probably before Kenny started doing it. So, you know, mm-hmm. or if not, like around the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, so I don't think it's saying that he was a cop, it was a co- it was like copying, but like Joe also, like, kind of said, I think based on the, you know, like very over the top, you know like with the facial expressions and going like from selling to not selling to selling but i i think i can i can sort of see the con- comparison but the pro- the pro- the big problem with the comparison and where i think it's a very bad comparison for Kenny is i've never seen Kenny sell as well as Kento Mihara sold in this match and yes Kento did transition from you know from like being out to being okay and being out again, you know, at times, and that could be a little frustrating and why I actually docked the match a little bit for that, you know, cause I thought he did recover. There was like one spot where he, um, you know, he he had sold that he was out and then suddenly hit like a DDT out of nowhere when Suwama tried to get him up for the power bomb and, you know, like had this goofy grin and that was like, that was a little Kenny like maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, other than that, he also, like... You know, th- th- there's a fine line between feeling like you're blowing off what's happened in the match before versus, like, a more expect- acceptable, like, fighting spirit and, like, ace recovery kind of thing. And I think Kento was on the right side of it because he would do these sudden bursts, but then he would go, like, right back to selling. And I've never seen Kenny Omega sell that he was out. Like, Kento sold that he was out from the sleeper in this match from Suama. And that, to me, made the match and also made... It's like the easiest comparison point for why I think Kento is just, you know, a much better wrestler than Kenny Omega ever will be. I just, I've never seen Kenny sell like this. And, you know, Kenny has his strengths too. He's very good. He has, you know, very good offensive repertoire. His matches are very good when he's on offense. But I've never seen him sell like Kento Miyahara in this match. And that's always going to be his downfall to me is that I find his selling really, really goofy, really bad, you know, whereas Kento's selling here was amazing. What do you think about, I guess, the match in general or the Kenny-Kento thing, whatever you want to talk about?
0: I didn't really get the uh, Omega comparisons in this match, but I should say I have thought that in the past. I would never say it on Twitter because I'm not trying to get uh, just completely destroyed by all the All Japan fans. But uh, I don't know if you saw the Kai match on January 3rd, but that really did remind me of a Kenny-Omega match in a lot of ways. And I thought Kento wrestled a far better match here and I went four and three-fourths on this. It's, I think, my match of the year right now. And is in my number one and number two match of the year. Like, uh, the Suwama kick out on the shutdown German, that might have been the most a near-falls gotten me in quite a while. Yeah, that and, was awesome. And his struggle on the second one, like, I really thought he was about to get out of it. Like, when a match has you like that, I was like, okay, this is four and three-fourths. You mm-hmm. didn't mention there was some stuff that uh, bothered me a little bit. But, yeah, it's my match of the year so far. And was my wrestler of the year so far, which is – pretty crazy to say in 2019 i
1: I put him in fifth on my list which is you know higher than i thought i'd have him in the end of february but he's been he's just been awesome but yeah i mean like he's got two four and a half star matches for me already between this and the the strong bj against violence giants match last month
0: yeah those are my top two matches of the year so far so
1: (laughs) yeah i think they're like they're probably like three and four for me um but, or like three and five or something but yeah i mean like just fucking you know suwama just like those fucking lariats he was throwing that crazy backdrop and then kento just fucking taking around his head i mean this is just an incredible match um you know i loved almost every second of it um you know the minor issues i had are why i didn't go higher than four and a half but i mean just fucking really really awesome match and you know this is the kind of the kind of shit I watch all Japan for. I don't know what else to say. You know, Kento is, Kento is the ace, and Suwama is fucking awesome. And they were, you know, it's it's really cool that they they've been around at the same time basically because they've had just a great series of matches between the the crazy Cork and split sprint this match uh, the sumo hall match where like Suwama come back from injury it was like the, that big wall in that match basically. But yeah, I mean, just uh, I I can't wait to see them. Are they in the same block and? Champion Carnival, I don't even know.
0: Uh, no, they're not.
1: Okay, that's that's unfortunate, because I would have loved to see them again. But um, Okay, so let's see. Let's call, bring up the All Japan. I got the Champion Carnival blocks in front of me. This was announced during the show. So it starts on April 4th, so we still got about a month, more than a month before it gets going. But Block A is going to feature Yuma Aoyagi, Ay- Shuji Ishikawa, Dylan James, Kengo Mashimo from... Michinoku Pro, Kento Miyahara, Yuji Okabayashi from Big Japan, Yuji Sai, Gianni Valletta, and Zeus. Um, Outside of Gianni, that's a pretty stacked block. I mean, that's a a lot of guys that I want to – they're going to have a lot of cool matches. You get to see Kento and Zeus again. Kento and Okabayashi will be crazy. Uh, Shuji and Okabayashi will be fucking nuts. That
0: that match is going to be awesome.
1: Kengo and Kento had a fucking awesome G- triple crown match years ago. That'll probably probably another great match. I mean, there's just a lot of guys in that block. I mean, Kengo Machimo, he's he's a guy I forget is a freelancer because he's been like around all Japan so long now, but he's a great freelance pick. And yeah, I'm just really into this whole I mean, this whole block. What do you what there's not a lot to complain about other than skipping Gianni's matches Johnny, if you want to. I yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I mean it's one guy, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. Gotta have
0: somebody to lose. <laughs> um, is, what what is Mashima still the K Dojo champion or the tag champ or something? I remember he was like the.
1: Well, he's definitely they, not the tag champ because the tag champ's. Are right, right. That's a, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I don't really, know. I don't really, he might have lost it to like Yoshida or something, but I remember uh, like 2017 or something. He was doing a lot of stuff in K Dojo at least. I haven't really kept up with it recently. The um,
1: strongest K champion is. Shu Asakawa actually. So, oh, Kengo hasn't been champion since May 2017. 2017, actually. yeah, okay. That, that sounds about it. I remember when he lost to Kodaka, that was a cool match. Um, but yeah, it's gone. T- it's gone. Izana Kodaka, take the guy as uh, Taishi Takazawa, and now Shu Asakawa. So, okay, yeah, um, gonna yeah, cool. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, look, there's nothing to complain about there. Um, Block B. Speaking of things to complain about, Sam Adonis, Joe Doring, Daichi Hashimoto, Jake Lee, Naio Noemura, Joel Redman, Suwama, Takashi Yoshida, and Yoshitatsu. First of all, the the Japanese Outsiders I have no problem with. Um, you know, Daichi, his stock has fallen a lot recently, but I think I like Daichi
0: more than most people do, but.
1: I do too, and so, I, I mean, I wanted to Pre- preempt it with like, I understand that, you know, he's had some bad, bad matches and stuff in big Japan, but like, for whatever reason, he's always way better in all Japan than he is in big Japan. I mean, he, I, I can't remember the last time he had a bad, like real world tag league or anything. So the fact that he's here and he's gonna, you know, he's here in all Japan, he's probably going to have some good matches. You know, I don't really have any problem with that. Uh, and Yoshida getting a chance here, basically the Shingo spot to come over and be a heavyweight. I mean, Takashi Yoshida, if you don't know, folks, is Cyber Kong. So, like, that's fucking awesome. I think that's just great for him to get that opportunity. I mean, we're going to see Cyber Kong versus Suwama, which is like a match that would have blown my mind like 2007. So, that's fucking crazy. Um, Cyber Kong and Joe Doring. Joe Doring might ask Cyber Kong to show him power. I mean, that's like, that's really cool. Um, the problem is the fucking foreigners. I mean, look, you can't really beat around the bush about it. Uh, who gives a shit about Sam Adonis? Uh, I mean, Joe is great, but Joe Doring, I'm just—he's all Japan guy. You know, Sam Sam Adonis, who fucking cares? Joel Redman, I—I I don't even really know who that is. Um, I watched
0: some Brit Res, and I don't know who that is. So
1: I, I don't—I don't watch any Brit Res. I have no clue who that is. I mean, you know, just not good. So I mean, you know, there's plenty of guys in the block that are going to have some good matches. It's not like. I don't think it's a total disaster like i've seen some people say you know i i like it. if you don't if you hate yoshi then i can see why you think it's a disaster but you know i think he's fine um you know i just i this is a it's an interesting year there's a lot of turnover um you know Kai's not in it because he's going to be in all, at all japan i mean not all japan he's gonna be at, he's gonna be at uh dragon gate and he's got he's booked for wrestlemania weekend
0: so oh i didn't even know
1: that it. yeah he's booked for house of glory so, um, so Kai's not in it. Uh, obviously, you lose Shingo to New Japan. Um, God, there's other, there's even other people. Who the fuck else isn't in this? Let me say, um, uh, what's his name is not in it. Uh, I, mean, I know, some people was upset about.
0: Oh, so you Yoshi.
1: Yeah, the bodyguard's not in it, and Yutaka Yoshi, and O'Mori. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of change over here. So, you know. I, I understand why some people are not into it, but I think it's – I mean, the A block is fucking stacked. It's going to make – that's going to be good start start to finish. The B block is less so, but, you know, if Jake Lee has a good tournament, which is a big if, that'll go a long way. Uh, if Daichi has a good tournament, that'll go a long way towards making this a lot better. And I'm sure that there'll be, there'll be standout matches, even if it's not, like, total blow away.
0: I'm excited to see Joe during singles matches again because I loved his title reign.
1: Yeah. I would I would agree. But overall, some good stuff, some mixed bag. Yeah. Either way, good. Uh that's champion carnival. That's coming up. We'll have more about that on this podcast, I'm sure, whether it's preview or review. So in for that. So uh that'll bring us to the world of DDT next. Woo. And specifically to Tokyo Joshi Pro, we'll start with, because I actually watched that entire show. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, be updated to the future, the future, the future. <laughs> uh, February 23rd in Shinjuku Face. This is an awesome card for Shinjuku Face, first of all. Um, you know, a full eight-match card. I mean, I remember when Tokyo Joshi Pro Shinjuku Face cards were like five matches. And here you have, they have a big enough roster now. To have like no outsiders at all, and have it a whole a ma- whole eight match card. I mean, this is basically a Corkin level card except for and would have had like one or two like big outsiders, and would have had like you know, um, just somebody there who n- normally doesn't appear in Tokyo Joshi. But as far as like a you know a big Tokyo Joshi pro Tokyo Joshi Pro show, just them on their own, you know, I thought this was awesome. So. Um, but yeah, what do you think?
0: It was a really fun show. I, I loved the co main event, I think it was the tag match. I liked it even better than the 1 4 tag match, which I know a lot of people were really high on. So. Oh, uh,
1: Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it was good, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the show opened with an Up Up Girls performance. So always <laughs> two thumbs up for that. Um, and, and then we saw Pinano PPPP win her first ever fall uh she and yuki kamifuko defeated yuki aino and raku so pinano pinned raku with a schoolboy, or i guess a school girl whatever you want to call it in seven minutes and 20 seconds um you know it was a it was an opener it wasn't anything special but it was just fun fun seeing pinano get her first pin
0: i only watched the top five from this show but i i'm really regretting missing uh pppp's uh first first pinfall
1: uh, so I'll go through the rest correctly then. Match the yeah. two 2 versus 3 handicap. Uh, Yuna Manase and Hikari Noah defeating basically the new the the newbie trio Har- Haruna Neko, uh, Neko, Pom Harjuku and Yumi, uh, Manase Pintarajuku with the Suzuki dynamic 845. Um, that's basically a Dodon. So that's her new finisher.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: first of all my favorite thing from this was like these girls are all doing like comedy and working super light. And then Hikari Noah tags in and just fucking drop kicks a seated uh, Neko in the chest like as hard as she possibly can. It was so fucking funny. Like, she did not get the memo, apparently, that, oh, we're taking it easy. And then Hikari Noah's like, bitch, you ain't. <laughs> and just fucking kicks her in the chest as absolutely hard as she could. Um, so that was probably the, the highlight there. Uh, but fun little match otherwise. And then we had the debut of Mahiro, Mahiro Kuryu, um, Shoko Nakajima, Mina Shirakawa, defeating Mahiro and Himawari Unagi. In eleven thirty-five, Shoko pinned the new girl with the Northern Light Suplex. Um, I thought Mahiro looked good. Um, you know, she looked like surprisingly smooth in there. Like as far as like a um, you know, like a, a wrestler, you know, sometimes obviously newcomers look really terrible and she looked for her first match. I mean, she looked better than some of the people who've been at it for a while. So it was mm-hmm. cool. I mean, maybe they, they, they could have like it just a natural on their hands, maybe, but obviously what matches too too soon to tell. Um, then I guess the first match you saw, which was Rika Tatsumi's return. And she defeated Hyper Masao with the torso dragon sleeper in thirteen ten. um, yeah, this was like three and a half star match to me. I really enjoyed this. Um, Masao like really go, going vicious at the arm. I was already swirled on her, you know, at, at Tatsumi's injured arm, and I was already swirled on Masao's turn, so I knew that was coming. But like, this was like just yeah. I thought they almost like um, like hinted at it maybe with the way Masao got like super super aggressive, but she's also a heel already. So you know it has been like whatever that was just her normal demeanor. but yeah it was uh, it was a fun act, really fun match and you know I I've, Rika tend was one of my favorites of the promotion, so I'm very happy to have her back. Um, what do you think of this one?
0: Uh, it was really good stuff. I ended up only going three and a quarter. I thought there were just a few points where it was a little bit clunky, but there was an awesome like a top rope dragon screw spot that looked great. and then Rika's dragon sleeper. I love that. Like it looks <laughs> it ought what you say?
1: I said she has one of the best going like okay. dragon
0: sleep. It's it's definitely I like it even more than Sonata. Like Sonata's like she hers actually looks like a legitimate like you could pass out from this.
1: Yeah. She her her sleeper looks a lot better than Sonata's. Um but yeah, then then so basically Masoud asked her basically like, you know, if I if I beat you, will you team with me? So I've never been a champion. I'm can we go for the tie titles? and she, and she said you know, sure. And then like during the middle of the match, Massel like said something like, I was trying too hard to be cool. I should have just said not not done the if we win if I win part, but it was too late apparently. And uh, then we saw what happened later. Yeah. Uh match five, Maki Ito defeating Natsumi Maki with the backlash cutback at eight forty four. Um which is basically like a, a cradle. Uh the, the battle of the Maki's here. Again, this was uh You know, another three and a half star match. I just really enjoyed this. Like, you know, first of all, it was basically just Maki Ito, like the two of them just screamed to each other's faces. Maki Ito flipping her off, just fucking slapping each other in the face as hard as they can. Just like that unique brand of like really vicious like Joshi match, which I really always enjoy. Um, At one point, Maki Ito just like screamed in this mix of like shock and fear because Natsumi did like a, a cartwheel in front of her, which is just really fucking funny. But yeah, I just I I adored this matches. I I adore most Machido matches, honestly.
0: I was kind of surprised that he that she won here, though.
1: I was pretty surprised too. It was, it was Natsumi's first loss. Yep. In Tokyo Joshi, but uh, the post match was fun. It was like funny with Maki-Ido basically saying, "You know, you're cuter. Than, you're not not cuter. You're more attractive." I think she said, and like you know, better. I think she should, maybe, maybe said better looking. Um, well, I guess the same thing. And like smarter and a better wrestler. And she so Like through this whole list. Like the only thing I have is that I'm cuter. Um, but I had that's why I had to beat you. And then Natsumi Maki after all that just says, like, I'd never want to be reborn as you or something, <laughs> and just leaves, which is just perfect. But yeah, I mean Maki Ito is basically like this this desperate millennial is the best way I can describe her character. Just like
0: That's perfect. You
1: know, like she'll do anything to to, like, just make a name for herself. And she was great here. You know, like, goes back and forth between, like, super self-confidence and, like, no self-confidence. It's just really... It's a really weird character in a lot of ways, but it really, like, just speaks to people. And it's really great. Um, match number six, speaking of... Speaking of speaking to people, this speaks <laughs> to me. The return <laughs> of sama Thank you, God. You're watching Nabe with the Academy Award in 1050. I went fucking four stars on this. I don't give a shit. This is like, this is as good of a mostly one-sided 11-minute match between a pop idol and a French aristocrat as you're ever going to say. Um, I just thought Saki, you know, if you've only seen Saki Akai as Saki Akai, you know, I totally understand why me saying this is four stars is going to like, make you think I'm on drugs. But like, I don't, she is just so much better at Saki Sama, just so much better at this. I don't, I don't know if it's just like, you know, she gets to work with other women. Um, she's very imposing, you know, in there with other women because of, her, you know, the fact that she's 5'9". And, like, she can just stand there and fucking no-sell, which she did an amazing job of here. I mean, she just basically carried herself as completely untouchable this entire match. She just, like, Mia would, like, hit her, and she would basically just, like, and not even move. Yeah. yeah, just completely shrug it off. It just was did an amazing job of that. So, like, by the time Miu finally, like, caught her with that bear hug, backbreaker and then like went into the argentine backbreaker like the crowd was going nuts for it and like you know you were almost like on your feet and just like you know go get her get her mm-hmm. and then you know that was basically it for her offense and saki just shut her shut her back down again um yeah i fucking love this i mean you know just an awesome match highly recommend it if you if you like matches that are just like one person is just on a different level than the other which I really enjoy that type of match, you know, not a total squash, but just like one person, you know, is clearly just a a step above. Um, I thought this was a great example of it. So I only went
0: like, I only went three and a quarter on that, but it was a little bit like too one-sided, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Like uh, Saki Akai or Saki Sama, whichever name you want to use. I feel she just carries herself like so much more of a star in Tokyo Joshi. Maybe it's like just the height difference or whatever. But like you said, she's just so much better uh, in Tokyo Joshi than I think she is in DDT.
1: Yeah, and I'm not- not, I don't want to make clear. I'm not a Saki akai or DDT either. I just, you know, she's a comedy wrestler in DDT and I think mm-hmm. she's actually perfectly fine at that as far yeah. as, like, she comes in and does her cross body and the fans like her and whatever. Like that's, I had no issue with her at all. But, like, she's just on another level in Tokyo Joshi. I would not give a Saki Akai match in DDT four stars Whereas like this, you know, I, this is not even the first time I've gone for on her. So in, in Tokyo Joshi, but I just think she's on a, on a totally different. level. It's not even just the height difference either, because she's she's taught a lot of the dudes in <laughs> TDT. That's true. But, but like, it's just something about the way she carries herself. And, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just fantastic.
0: Let me say um, Miyu Watanabe. She's gonna be she's gonna be a star one day. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think I already think she's. I, and I said this. I think she's a future champion so mm-hmm,
0: for sure she's already
1: got she's already got that like presence to her um semi-main the tokyo princess tag team titles uh yuka sakazaki and mizuki defeating reika saiki and marika kobashi mizuki pinned kobashi with a diving foot stomp in 1434 uh, It was the fourth defense for the magical sugar rabbits um you you had this higher than me so why don't you start with this one
0: yeah i went i went three and three quarters on this i liked it uh even better than the 1-4 tag match, which, I mean, maybe is a combination of them higher than this on most and a little bit lower than most on that.
1: Oh Yeah, that's true, because I went four on that, on the one four one.
0: Yeah, but, like, Psyche is, like, legitimately one of the best Joshi wrestlers in the world. Like, I mean, part of it is Tokyo Joshi. I mean, it gets, sometimes I feel a bad rep for, like, being the green company, but there's still a lot of good wrestlers in there, and, like, Ricky. Sa- Psyche is number one on that list for me. I mean, Maybe it, it, it
1: kind of was the Green Company, like to like well, like yeah, like a couple of years ago it was it? They the matches yeah. were not very good, and they've it's just been fun watching them all grow together and you know just become like everybody is just so much better than they were. Like like if you go back and watch like an like a mid twenty. Seventeen? no maybe even like like 2016 is what probably i'm thinking like mid 2016 show you know i pop in for some of those on universe or something and like Mm -hmm. they just yeah no one knew what the fuck they were doing but now like they've all been at this for years all these these uh the older ones they're just so much better now so and a lot of the ones who a few of the ones who were like really crappy have left so um
0: I didn't want to know there was like one transition in this match where uh, I think it was Sakazaki was coming off the top rope and like um, Sekai like caught her into a, like a crab. And I just thought that was a sick looking transition. Uh, and then I, I was kind of expecting a title change here, but.
1: too. I was hoping. Yeah. So I love that Sekai well, and Kobashi team. I just think they're, I, I really like Marika Kobashi in general. You know, I was yeah. really into her before she went down and. She just has that again that like that kind of presence that you can't really teach, which is, you know, that charisma, which is uh you know, obviously a really good start for any young wrestler. And you know, she just I think she's just very good. But unfortunately they did not win the titles back here. I mean not that I have anything against Yuka, and Mizuki. They're they're great too.
0: They're they've been great champions so far, yeah.
1: I mean I went three and a half, so I didn't really have it that much lower than you did, but it was a very good match. Uh the main event. The Tokyo Princess of Princess title, Mio Yamashita defeated Nodoka 10 of the Crash Rabbit Heat in 11:57. Um, this I found disappointing. I, I thought they were really like starting starting out awesome with like you know this whole story with Nodoka basically like just you know basically the whole story was like and they they told this in the buildup too that Mio just could not kick her down the way she kicks down so many people. Like, Nodoka would just, like, shrug off the body kicks and the leg kicks. You know, she's, like, a – it makes sense, like, physically. She's, like, a short – she's short, but she's, like, a, you know, like a thick wrestler, you know. she's kind of, like, fights through it, basically. And, you know, I really like that story. It's, like, me, like, you know, she's this dominant champion, and she's, like, what the fuck do I do? My main weapon isn't really doing anything. Um, You know, then eventually she's, like, well, if my, my leg kicks and my body kicks aren't going to work, I'll just kick her in the fucking head. Which that turned out to be a good strategy, unsurprisingly. Um, the problem is, I just think they they could have gotten a lot. Like, I would have gone longer than twelve minutes. And I guess I get it to a degree where you just want to, you know, Mia was your dominant champion. You don't really, and Nodoka is just a, very much a mid-carter. Maybe you just want to like show that she's better and move on. But like, the crowd was really into it. The story w- would have made sense for a longer match. I just thought they went to the the kill switch near fall way too soon and like no one in the crowd bought that as a finish so that was a little bit of a problem and you know after that um you know just kind of went straight to the finish from there and mew got out of the second kill switch and then just basically kicked her ass and won which that's that's fine i just think you know had the match had more potential but they've gone longer especially if they started out so good so i only Mm -hmm. went like three and a quarter um i just think this is a match that could have used even like another five minutes
0: yeah, I, I would I also want three and a quarter it was just a little bit too short for me. Part of it could be just a victim of expectations, like what you're expecting from a Yamashita title defense, just because she's been so good in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a decent match, but definitely fell short of my expectations. Like she had a match on one of the build up shows with I think it was like Hikari Noah or something, and I thought that was better than this match. Again, maybe it's just a victim of like expectations, but definitely was disappointing to me. But
1: uh, but, yeah, so definitely, you know, a little bit disappointing way to end the show, but still a fucking awesome show. Really good show, yeah. Pretty much all Tokyo Shows are, to be honest. Um, you know, I, if you're not on that train yet, I would definitely tell you, get it, start watching. Uh, it's a great time to jump back in. We're going to have Saki-sama, and we didn't even mention, we totally forgot that Hyper Masao came out and turned heel.
0: Oh, my God. How do I skip
1: that? She just came out and fucking... You know, the heel turned heel. You know, she uh, she acted like she was going to save Rika Tetsumi. Rika. Down.
0: title challenge earlier in the show.
1: Yeah, and like, instead she hit her with a chair and, you know, she cut up you know, she told Saki, Saki's like "Cause I didn't do this. And she's basically like I want to, you know, show you that I'm not, I'm tired of being so weak. I need you, you know, help to become strong. She cut up her mask which like the crowd was like fucking gasping about. And then, like, drop the way she like threw the scissors and had them hit the Tokyo Joshi logo perfectly. That was just amazing. And yeah, so she's basically going to be the new follower of Saki San. We'll see. Obviously, replacing uh, Azusa Christie who retired last year. So we'll see if what what kind of makeover that involves. Just um, my favorite part of this is so so they do similar to what idol ba- idol groups do in. Uh, in japan they this thing called checkies where you pay money and you get like before the show usually and you get like a ticket to go and meet whatever wrestler you want to meet and you know get your get like basically a mark photo or you know a, basically is it like a mark photo with them and a bunch of p- people had bought Masao, but they re- they actually refunded all their checkies because they did not make her available for her uh for her for her mark photos basically because of her the turn and everything so just that was a really cool touch they they lost money to, to yeah. put over this feud just, yeah so, yeah
0: and um they also uh they announced sakazaki versus the yamashita for the uh, hakata star lane show i should mention that that'll be
1: the, that'll be the last joshi match in the star lane which is yeah. crazy because that's closing um i'm, I'm a little sad I never made it to that building because it looks it always looks cool on television, especially back in the day of Dragon Gate, and you know, it, it, like it, it's it's like a converted bowling alley, exactly what it sounds like. And I don't the thing I think was like lost on foreigners. I don't think they actually had bowling there currently. Like I think it just used to be a bowling alley, and that's why they just kept the name. I could be wrong about that. That's why I think I read that somewhere. Um, because I always pictured in my head like you could go bowl and then go watch a wrestling show like the same way back in the day at ring of honor. You could go to the Rexplex and fucking skateboard and then go watch ring of honor or, you know, even at Shinjuku face, you could go fucking play arcade games like on the floors below it. So, um, but yeah, so that's a, uh, that was Tokyo Joshi pro some cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, we'll see. Obviously Yuka Sakazaki is getting ready to go to, um, a w at the end of May, and we know now Miyu, Yama, uh, Miyu Yamashita and Maki ito are going to have a rematch from their excellent one-four match at the DDT Coming to America show. So that's a pretty cool thing. We can talk about that too when we finish talking mm-hmm. about DDT because they announced that whole card. So the last thing we can mention the the same day on the 23rd as the later that day as the Tokyo Joshi Pro show, we have the dramatic 2019 February special. Uh, Shinjuku face. I only watched a few matches from this. I only watched the uh, the Rated Challenge anytime, anywhere matches. Really, nothing special in the first two. Uh, Makoto Oishi won the the first bracelet by pinning Katsumato at the modern times. Uh, Yuki Ino pinned Kota Emoto to spear in ten fifty eight, which really surprised me. I thought that was going to be of for sure. There was like um, a
0: literal gasp in the building because I, I think that might have been his first singles win. Like, you could hear yeah. the gap when he won that, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Eno you know, beats Umeda from the second bracelet. And in the main event, Tetsuya Endo beats Hiroshima and Higuchi single-handedly. It was a three-way match for over-the-top rope rules. He threw Hiroshima out, and he pinned Higuchi with the shooting star press. So, that was actually pretty fun. I mean, that was like a three-and-a-half star match. If you're going to definitely check that one out, I think.
0: I ended up also watching the semi-main from this show. and
1: Yeah, that was a 30-minute draw. How was that? Uh,
0: I think it was – was, I hope it wasn't 30 I think it was 20 minutes. Um, uh, this, this, either way, either way it was a draw. Maybe it was 30 minutes. But, yeah, it was kind of surprising. I, I went three and a half on it. It was pretty fun. And I don't know if you saw this, but after <laughs> the match – You didn't mention who was on it, but it was Takashita. Oh, Yuki
1: sorry. Against Yuki Ureno and Naomi Yoshimura. Uh, Ueno had appealed to Yoshimura to team with him. So – uh, back at the judgment, so that was that was the result of that. So,
0: mm-hmm. and after the match, um, Mika satamura came on the big screen, and her dash and uh, Hashimoto from Sendai or from Sendai challenged for the six man titles for the again. And uh, Hashimoto came out in German Takashita like right after this long draw, and Makoto um, Oshi came out and tried to cash in his gauntlet. But the officials wouldn't let him because uh, they weren't valid until the next day. So I kind of thought that was pretty funny.
1: What do you think of the main event, though? Um, any any thoughts about that?
0: I went three and a quarter on it. The the crowd was going ballistic every time there was like a near over-the-top elimination. I don't know if you mentioned yeah. You could also be eliminated yeah. over the top. Yeah. And it, the reaction was just kind of surprising to me given like the Royal Rumble a month ago, like, the entire match you're just sitting on the apron you know the crowd doesn't yeah. care but yeah the crowd i think this was like a fan club show or something so the crowd was really hot for you know like a shinjuku kind of ddt house show sort of thing
1: yeah so, you know, good stuff from what I saw. And I'm going to try to go back and watch that tag match. It just ran out of time. I mean, it was up to like 2 a.m. last night trying to catch up for all this stuff. Because they picked, of all of all weekends to do this, they picked a weekend when I was away, a lot of it too. So, yeah, it was like I, I think I watched like eight hours of the first thing on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, Same thing, because um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was down in North Carolina. I finished watching this show about 45 minutes before we started recording.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Cut it real close.
1: Well, I appreciate the dedication. Um, but yeah, so that's our pure roundup. We did that faster than I thought we would. So, you it's know, we really really blew through some shit probably too, so that's why but, um rising shows. Yeah, I mean those fucking rising shows suck shit anyway, so who cares? Um but let's talk about because we do have the schedule or the the full card I should say for the D D T in America show, which yours truly will be at in the front row. So I'm very excited. Jones. um yeah i mean it's really really cool i mean look this first of all the, the thing about this show is like this is a better approximation of a big ddt like a, D, a big ddt show like a judgment or peter pan than anything new japan's done in the u.s as far as like approximating a new japan big show and you know this basically is just like a mini you know a mini peter pan or judgment i mean it's just absolutely um you know exactly what I think. Pretty much any DDT fan want to say. So I'm very, very excited for this. I think it's going to be a great card. Uh, the match we knew already was Takashita versus um, the versus versus Sasaki. So far, nothing on it for the title match yet. I assume maybe we might hear something after we see Takashita defend against uh, Jiro, which is coming up, I believe, also on March 30th. Right? It's like another day yeah. and night combo another day and night combo at tokyo oh joshi problem. so the it's same the, yeah and also on akata so the same day that we see the uh the yuko you know the yuko sakazaki uh title challenge we'll also see the title challenge for um for jiro ikumen kirishiro um so that was already announced but we got all the rest of the matches in one shot I mean, first of all, the big thing to me that I'm really, really pumped for, the Weapon Rumble in USA, Mao and Shinshiro Takagi. I mean, they fucking killed it last year at Was it Peter Pan? Pan. Yeah. Okay. Um, And they're just going to fucking kill it again here, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to get all the jokes in English. I won't have to check <laughs> the DT Pro English feed to, to know what the fuck's going on half the time. And, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm just like... They're going to pull out all the stops for this. I'm, I'm quite certain. And, you know, it's going to feel... it's good. Like, that's, to me, like, authentic D.E.T. I'm so happy they're doing something like that. It's going to be just a crazy match. And, you know, they had such great matches last year. I'm very excited.
0: Like, this show is stacked because you're getting a rematch from that match that was on Peter Pan last year. The main yeah. event, the biggest Tokyo Joshi show so far this year. And a rematch. Yep, Miyamoto.
1: Miyamoto, Miyamoto yeah, Miyayama Shida. versus Maki Ida, which we yeah. covered a little bit. But that, that's going to be incredible, too. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. the rematch from
0: Judgment. Yeah, and then you also have yeah. Irie returning, right?
1: So, yeah, so let me just go through the rest here. Um, a three-way tag with Hiroshima and Kassusada Higuchi versus Akito and Ethan Page versus Irie and Jason the Gift Kincaid. I also like that all the foreigners on the show are foreigners who have worked in Japan for DZ before. Like, there's nobody that's just like, oh, we booked this motherfucker just because he's here. <laughs> it's like, they're, no, they're all, like, actual DDT foreigners, so... That part's cool too, um, but yeah. So Akito and Paige, Irie and Kincaid, Irie returns to DT for the first time since Peter Pan last year. Um, but yeah, this should be awesome. I mean, you know, I don't. You know, I, I like Kincaid a lot more than some people, but I still think, you know, that even if you don't, there's enough people in here that this should be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like him at least as a comedy wrestler. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, Soma Takao and Tetsuya Endo against Yukio Sakaguchi and Masa Takanashi. That'll be your sleeper match of the night. Um, You know, I think, um, again, I, I'm a little higher on Soma than some people. I think mm-hmm. he's been great since he turned heel. Endo, I think most people agree at me. Endo is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yukio is awesome. Masa is awesome. I mean, that that's a lot of awesome in one match. And I think, you know, as far as like another serious match, that's your sleeper match of the show. Um, the Iron Man heavy metal weight delayed entry battle royal. So we get like our traditional Iron Man battle royal here. Um a little bit less competitors than you typically see, but you know, they can't fly over everybody. Um the champion right now, Saki Akai, uh Makoto Oishi, Kazuki Hirata, Yoshihiko, Kikitaro, Coat Boom Boom Cabana, and the mysterious X, who mm-hmm. given everybody given everybody that's in Japan, or not in Japan, in New York that weekend, that could be literally anybody. So yeah like who the fuck knows who that will be that should be sick
0: uh, yeah i wonder if there's gonna be more than one x i don't know that yeah seems really small me. for a for a ddt gauntlet you know
1: yeah that's true i mean it could be but even if it's one x i think it'll be okay yeah. but even you know just again that really adds the authentic ddt feel uh don shokudino and antonio honda against jory ryan and Royce Isaacs. Uh, of all that card, I'm probably the least psyched for this because I don't really care about Joey Ryan or worse, Isaac's. But I mean, Isaac's butt gimmick is funny, <laughs> so it's fine, I guess. But I th- the subtitle of this is um, they're they're really leaning into like the obvious joke of uh, can Dino wrestle like he usually does in America. Like that's like the official subtitle of the match. Is so right? I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gonna like go to like hump somebody and have the and stop and be like, no, I can't do this here, or what, but it's gonna, I think it'll be funny. Yeah. That card looks great. <laughs> and then, like we said, Miyayama Maki Ito, which, I mean, we're getting the main event of the Tokyo Joshi Pro Korkin, yeah. like, just on this fucking show. It's just awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really excited. I uh, can't wait to go to this. My most anticipated show of the weekend right now, Sure. Yeah. and we'll see. I mean, you have to see what Stardom and New Japan do, but like, you know, I there's a very good chance it might be my most anticipated at the end too.
0: I also I wanted to mention on if you saw this, but um Sasaki and Somar are challenging uh, Moonlight Express for the tag titles at the next Corkin. So yeah,
1: so, so maybe it, maybe they'll pick it up.
0: That could be Bailey is conspicuous by his absence on the DDT America show, especially for well he.
1: You can't get in the country.
0: Oh right, I completely forgot about that. Yeah,
1: that's my. I wish he was here, but fucking immigration, (laughs) go fuck yourself, Donald. I mean, I guess he was banned before Donald, but still, go fuck yourself, America.
0: That's what I'm saying. But (laughs) still,
1: um, but yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's a DT an America card. So let's wrap this up with the questions. We only got a few, but. They were they were fun looking ones. Let's say, um, first of all, I had to scroll past an argument. We got tagged in for some reason. Uh, rich eyed, rich eyed Wardsums, a f- former former guest here. How much wrestling is too much for a podcast? Apparently, not this much. If you blow through some shit and only cover the main matches, we did pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: And then thoughts on Al Japan running multiple small arena shows such as Yokohama versus one big arena show such as sumo hall and lots of Korikans. Um I don't know how I feel, but I think I in some ways I like the sumo and Korokin one bet model better because the All Japan Sumo Hall show for two years in a row was like one of my favorite shows of the year. It just had such a great variety of stuff on it and just was really, really fun. Um, I don't really mind the current direction of like Yokohama and um, you know, they did a big show on Osaka last year, but I would prefer to go back to Sumo.
0: Yeah, I don't it actually might have been your show that mentioned this, but all Japan doesn't really have like a strong number two right now. I'm hoping Nomura could be that guy, but I just think if they ran Sumo Hall they wouldn't draw as well as they would want to, you know. So I think for now yeah. this is probably the best strategy, you know. And the Yokohama crowd yeah. is actually really good on this show. I, I forgot to Yeah, make... finally. Yeah.
1: Like you know how much you know how loud they must have had to cheer for that it to come through on that fucking cavernous building? Yeah, I mean, like they must be really fucking into it. Uh, at Oyster's Earrings, of course, another former cast is Masao's heel turn. Really, the first heel turn performed by somebody who's already a heel in wrestling history. I thought of one immediately, which was uh, WCW Slampery 1998. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash defend against Sting and the Giant for the WCW Tag Titles. Scott Hall turned on Nash. I mean, I guess a heel turn for him, but he was already heel, you know. I guess it was more yeah. like sort of a baby face turn for Nash, but like Hall is the one who turned on him. And I mean, you can't really call that a heel turn. You know, I mean, that, that was it. There was a heel turn by a heel. I mean, he was already a heel. He had never turned baby face. So, I mean, that's a that's a really obvious one that, that pops out. Um, there were a million of those, like I think in Russo era WCW, right? They do all those fake out turns. If you want to count those, those what like where where every fucking week they do like another guy like oh Scott Starter and uh fucking Kevin Nash not on the same team. No, they just beat the shit out of Booker T. And like whatever the fuck.
0: Um That's probably I'm to think of any, that's probably your best yeah. way to find one would be heel tag teams that break up. I'm trying to think yeah. of that right now.
1: Um, yeah, I mean I guess you could say like I don't know. I mean, I guess Scott Hall turning on on Nash at Slam is a good one. Um, like I don't know. I'm trying. To, I can't think of any other ones. I mean, it's pretty rare, obviously. But I yeah. uh, will. Well, okay. Here's one. Um, we a guy we mentioned it, earlier in the show. Izuka turning on Yano? Oh, I mean, Izuka Izuka was a heel already in in it. chaos, and and one. he turned on Yano and joined Suzuki Goon. I mean, that was a heel turning heel.
0: Yep. That's. So, that's a good one. I can't. Yeah.
1: Uh, same same thing with Ujiro. Uh, Ujiro, Ujiro turning on. Yeah, it. turning on Okada to help AJ retain. I mean, like that was the the weird period where like chaos was like slowly turning in baby face, and they, they basically just jettisoned the two guys who, I guess yeah. they just did not have any interest in having in baby faces. So you know Izuka went to went to Suzuki and Yujiro went to Bullet Club. So, um, but yeah, those are heel turns by heels. There's there's two more um maybe uh, let me think was Takashi Sugira heel before he when he joined Suzuki-gun I'm trying to remember and Ooh. Noah I don't know he might have been right
0: I should I know this I'm trying to think I feel like he wasn't but I'm not sure okay and then he turned like I, I do remember after
1: Suzuki-gun like disbanded and had to leave and he like turned on them right he he was like a heel that turned face but then just was still a heel
0: exactly Like I remember,
1: they, he was still like, like the top heel of the promotion exactly Yeah, and, and then the crowd just kept him the crowd just kind of turned the face on their own mm-hmm. but um you know it's less less distinct anyway really um but yeah i mean those are some big examples i can think of the top of my head um you know can you think of any other ones
0: no, you stole my Udril one. So, oh, sorry. That's all good.
1: Um, all right. At Goldberg rules. At rules Goldberg. Where do you see Kawato slotted when he returns? Any guesses on gimmick packaging faction? Um, I don't know. I, I these predictions I'm really bad at. Um, you know, there's like, it's really tough to, to just, like I never would have seen like fucking El Desperado coming. So you know. Like how am I supposed to know that they, they're going to bring back that fucking dude as a you, you know they're going to bring him back as a luchador, you know I mean know and, and who who's like a first a new Japan roster member then joins suzuki Goon like you know like six months later, didn't see that one coming so okay. who the fuck knows, um you know if I had to like absolutely like gun to my head guess you know. I think he's going to be a junior, right? I mean, he's still on the smaller side. He's on the smaller side. Yeah. So I'm thinking of who needs a junior the most. Probably Sekigun needs it, like Hontai, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because, like, they don't have Kashida anymore. So really, the top junior is, like, Taguchi, which is not, you know, right. I mean, I, like I, I I like Taguchi, but you need another top junior there, really. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, maybe you could say Chaos could kind of use one too since osprey's gone but they still have you know actually who the fuck do they even have I was <laughs> <that>. <laughs> wait a second maybe he will join chaos then i don't yeah. know i mean there's there's so fucking little point now with chaos and yeah. the main army since they team together anyway it's like i think
0: i'll be know, a base. at least that's that's you know yeah
1: i mean chaos has repunky 3k that's, I'm, that's what i'm right. thinking of yes. but like but like they're, they're such a they're a tag team so it's like a little mm-hmm. they are gonna be busy at that for a while um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, LIJ is definitely good if, especially if Room was coming back, um, which it looks like, I mean, Dragon Lee's randomly booked on that anniversary show, oh. which is
0: really weird. So you think maybe that's a good I'm, chance he comes back there. Somebody did some sort of algorithm or something. <laughs> it came up with the same date as the anniversary show.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just seems too convenient right. now once that card came out and Dragon Lee's on it. It's like, well, why would they fly Dragon Lee by himself all the way from Mexico unless, you know, for, for a 10-man tag and Suzuki Gun in match three, unless, like, they were going to have him challenge Hiromu. Maybe for the Garden. I mean, who the hell knows?
0: Uh,
1: um, I mean, that'd be incredible. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, as far as, like, you know, they they're set with... With Shingo and Bushi and and Hiromu, um, Bullet Club has Taiji obviously, and and Robbie Eagles when he's there, mm-hmm. so I think they're they're pretty much set. So I think you would if you're looking at who needs and Suzuki, you would have Desperado and Kanemaru and even Taka to take falls. So if you're looking like who really needs a junior? It's probably Hon maybe Chaos and Me. They don't have a a real singles junior star at this point, but I think it's definitely one of those two. I'm gonna guess Hontai. Why not? We haven't had the real. I mean, when's the last time a fucking young lion came back and joined the main army?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: been like forever, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Because, like, you know, Desperado, obviously Desperado joined Suzuki Goon. I mean, I guess he'd be the last one because he, he was in the main army at first before he joined Suzuki Goon. You know, Evil came right back to Lij. Haromu came right back to Lij. Um, you know, Rupunki 3K came back to Chaos. It's just been so long, you know, years and years now. So
0: and then White went back I hope. to Chaos, yeah.
1: White went back white white went white went that was the one I forgot. He went right to chaos, yeah. I mean, other than that like weird one where he was like a nothing. But so yeah, I mean it's just uh just an interesting turn of events there. Um and but oh, yeah, I mean we'll yeah. oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say he's, I think he's gonna fit like right into that Kushida role probably.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I think too. I think they're they're probably gonna push him is a junior junior contender right away, so that would make sense to put him there. Um, At Crazy Sports Dude, a great last question. Rank all the shows. So I feel like we can only do this for the ones we saw the full shows of, which were only the Baba Show, the 3 New Japan, and Tokyo Joshi. So number one, Tokyo Joshi.
0: Uh, I'd have number one, the Baba Show, just because I love the main event so much.
1: Number two for me, Baba Show,
0: so... And I'd have number two as the Tokyo Joshi.
1: Okay. So then it's down to ranking the three New Japan shows. Um, I mean, to me, fucking the New Japan Road Izuka retirement show was number three. That was a legitimately fun show. Um, and then Honor Rising Night 1, number four, because at least it had like, the, the good like opening three matches. And, and Honor Rising Night 2 as your oh boy special <laughs> of the week. Not a good show at all.
0: It's so. like the honorizing night one main event was decent, I could see it putting number could see putting it number three, but I'd have to go with the same three four five as you, yeah, I just hated that main event.
1: It was really bad, it was really quite not very good, but all right, so oh,
0: I wanted to mention right before we go since we were talking about the new Japan shows, people were talking about Jay White kind of filling into the Omega story and he, uh really keeping that up by skipping the three new Japan Corkins <laughs> that is true. I wonder if we'll just skip the whole New Japan
1: Cup tour, too. That would be, like, a another great way to show that he's the new Kenny. But,
0: uh.
1: Uh, but anyway, so, Kenny, we can re- go full circle. Kenny, I hope you're fucking Apex, whatever the fuck. Stream <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people freak the fuck. If you look at the replies, I'm gonna go, ready? Uh, First reply: You're an ass. <laughs> Next reply from Boss Maz. Actually, I think are we still mutuals? Did he unfollow me? Let's find out. How, because I always get the unfollowers. Oh, he did not unfollow me. There you go. Shout out to Boss Maz. He didn't unfollow me. <laughs> Maybe wait like 15 minutes, bud. Next guy: the the gif of the dude, the Oscar's doing the. Uh, uh, another guy, really, bro. Horrible timing. Vitamin G, not great timing. Certified jobber. The elite is just a shield for. You know, who never talks to Teddy, just keeps going. A lot of cringe. Who cares? Roman is back. Timing, not a good look. Kind of a big hole Roman helping right now, pal. And then my favorite one: a picture of Kermit the Frog standing there with with the fucking the hook coming for him. Was so, and, uh... <laughs> so there you go, Cat, Kenny. Maybe he should have started the stream like fifteen minutes earlier, but it would have been. Say you're going live at seven forty-five. It wouldn't have been a. Uh, oh, he brings even even while he's just gaming, he brings great joy to the Twitter timeline. So, <laughs> shout out to Kenny.
0: Shout out to Kenny.
1: <laughs> and the Kenny Kenter thing that Joe Lanza brought upon us, but it was uh, people really got angry about that. It was. Yeah. It was something. It was all right so why don't you go ahead and plug plug your twitter buddy
0: (laughs) at at wrestling ratings on twitter um the best handle (laughs) on the uh, best handle yeah and then i do write for voices of wrestling i do the DDT shows uh i did big japan's one two show that was really fun i love that show so that's probably what i'll do in the future but we'll see whatever's not reviewed in the world of piero that's probably going to be me (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't I, I don't like doing reviews, really. I I never really liked doing written reviews. I'm more of like a preview person, but mm-hmm. it's been good having that kind of content on the site, the written reviews of DDT and all that good stuff that no one covers, really. So, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're really just like, for reviews, it's like New Japan is obviously very well covered, and then like WWE pay reviews, and that's really it. So, and Ring of Honor, actually. Sean always does all the Ring of Honor shows, but speaking of Ring of Honor, I guess. But, so that'll wrap things up here. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at Wrestle WrestleOmakase. Wrestling would not fit. Uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, we're going to try something cool, something new. Um, since people seem really into the 32-man New Japan Cup field, it'll be the week of New Japan Cup kicking off. Uh, we're going to do like a live pick So basically have like a round table of guests and like we'll each give our picks like match by match. You know, through the whole first round, and then like with our own bracket, like basically filling out our bracket live on the air. So it's like an experiment I want to try. Maybe it'll be interesting. Maybe it won't be fun at all. <laughs> we'll see. You never know till you try. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to give that a shot next week. I already have a few guests lined up for it. Uh, looks like maybe Damon McDonald from the Super J Cast will be on it. Um, maybe Sue Williams from this very website. Maybe Andy Labar some cool dudes uh we'll see who else we get on maybe thinking like four or five people so i'm pretty into it and well you know i think a lot of people i'm surprised the new japan cup reaction in general i mean like that was the nicest i can ever remember the inokiest like corner of twitter you know i'm with a lot of those guys and i you know i know not everybody is but you know that, that was like the the most i've ever seen them on twitter I like agree. like and like a new japan thing and like years and years so, like, people just seemed into the idea of doing, like, double the tournament and, like, getting the dads in there and everything and doing Nagata Ishii in the first round. So more,
0: Like, Tanahashi Umino? That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, Tanahashi Umino. I mean, you know, Naito Bush in the first round, which is kind of crazy. And I don't know, it just feels... it's People are a little more positive about New Japan these days since yeah. the Elite's not there no more, for one. But even for that, you know, it's just a little, you know... It's a little more uh, little more positive they've seen people be in a while, except for a few certain WWE stands. they were not happy with uh, with double in the field. I mean, look, once that fucking tour came out, it's like you really want to see like there would have been one one match per card and it would have been fucking terrible. like this this way we get four matches per show for like the first four shows. you know you, you can skip the undercards and just watch four matches a day and in four tournament matches and then you get two a day for the rest i mean that's pretty cool
0: so yeah i'm a big fan of the 32 man
1: yeah so I mean, i'm i'm mean, we'll go all we'll really get into it next week obviously but i'm pretty into it too and we'll get we'll preview the whole thing and you know really get into it but all right so, uh thank you for coming on buddy Uh definitely have to have you back on again and thank you at all as always at home for listening and we'll see you next week